Do you know about Manscaped? I'm aware of the product, Manscaped. Do you have a Manscaped? I think we've talked about it before. I have a Philips uh, branded uh, alternative, which is okay. probably of higher quality, honestly, than Manscaped based on the reviews that I've read of Manscaped. So have you seen the Manscaped ads on like YouTube where they like take the Manscaped and put it against the webbing of someone's finger to prove it won't cut you? I would not trust such demonstrations, but I have not seen them <laughs> well, Guess what, Felk? Guess what? I trusted such demonstrations, so I took that fucking Manscaped I have, and I put it up against my thumb and uh, index fingers uh, webbing, and I just checked while it was on. I just shoved it in there, and it didn't cut me. I was, like, blown away. I'm like, they're right. You can literally just take this thing and just rub it all over your body and everything. So I took my dick, right, and I held it nice and taut. Right, and I just start going down the shaft, and I take a huge chunk of my. Dick Is this real? Off. Is this yes. real? Okay. Yes, dude. I took like a, ooh, maybe like two centimeters of flesh off, using well, the landscape. Because I thought you can just go up and down like you're a fucking shearing a sheep. Jesus no, Christ. you can't. It will cut you open. I was cut open. It was so horrible. <laughs> I had to put a bandaid on my dick. You know, okay. Um, I would exercise more cautions, caution with your penis. I agree. I do shave my penis and balls and area around that. I use a regular actual razor, a face razor, basically. A safety uh, razor? I mean, yeah, technically they're all safety, but it's like a, it's like a Gillette alternative. Because I right, don't right, support yeah. Gillette straight anymore. razors, safety razors, and then there's the electronic razors. Yeah, but safety razors can be anything with a single blade in it. Like the old school, like, you know, like fucking people shaving in the 1930s. That's a straight razor. That's called a straight razor. No, a straight razor is the one you fold out. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're referring to. No, a safety razor is the one with a handle that you stick a single razor blade in. Oh, yeah. There's also yes, disposable yes. Uh, safety razors, which is what the Gillette, Dor I use Dorco Pace because I won't give any money to Gillette because Gillette, of course, hates uh, men. So, no, Gillette is the best a man can get. But men need to do better, according to Gillette. We, 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 we've right. been, we've was, been through this. I showed you the yeah. ad. Even 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 Uber Democrat Noli thought that that ad was too much. Of course, he won't. He'll still give money to Gillette, I'm sure. But um, did so, Noli? Yeah. Did he really? I don't remember. Okay, he did. He did. He he was like, okay, that ad's dumb, but I'm not offended by it. <laughs> I only know of the ad. I never saw it. Uh oh, it's it, it was it was pretty pretty critical of men. We're basically all animals and rapists according to Gillette so I get my money to Dorco which is a South Korean brand that's available through Amazon you might know them better as the razors that are bought in bulk and then rebranded for Dollar Shave Club I use those straight on my dick I use shaving cream yeah. and I exercise the utmost confidence I you had, get hard on before you shave just so it's like a, a cleaner surface or do you do it? I like usually this? throw porn on the iPad while I shave in the fucking shower so that if I need to look and see Sasha Gray doing her thing, I can give it a quick jerk, give myself some, some uh, you know, a little, little stability that stretches out the skin. But failing that, you can always just pull the skin. You need to even make the skin tight. That's more of a problem with the taut. Yes, uh, uh, correct. Uh, the balls is the bigger problem because... Uh, you can only pull so hard. There's going to be wrinkles. That's where the nicks have occurred. But yeah. Um, yes, I've nicked the balls in the past, but I never took a chunk out of dick before like I did. My advice would be to not uh, use 
any kind of electric or moving part around your actual dicker balls. That's good only for like the pubes region where you're shaving. And of course, chest hair. Yeah, I know you don't have any of that, but um, chest hair, body My hair. My wife just made fun of me the other day about that. That was, it's not something to make fun of you for. I mean, I she, know I felt a little offended. She can do it. She can, she can do what she pleases. She's a uh, woman. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do about it though? You know, nothing. I just agreed. I was like, you're right. <laughs> I don't have it. You could rub, oh, rub Rogaine on your chest, but I don't think you can. Ew, no I don't way. think you can, you can do that. I've never, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the, the, the physique to sh shave off the body. But yeah, um, when I hear people use actual, you know, razors, electronic, on their, razor. on, electronic razors on their dicks and balls, man, look, some people go mountain biking they climb everest they do dangerous things for fun but uh if you think that that's you got to realize that's a, that's a that's a thrill that's a you were playing russian roulette and if you didn't and go, I lost. And if I you lost. didn't go to it into it with the uh mentality that i'm i'm doing something that might severely injure me it was a you, lot of blood you got the wrong you get the wrong mindset there I yeah, would. I definitely, after doing what they did in the commercial to my thumb, index finger webbing, I was like, oh, yeah, nothing will happen to me. And just, like, caught, because I wasn't hard, just while pulled taut, just caught a chunk of dick and just went zunk and just took it off. And it went deep in. It was fleshy. And I was like, fuck. And I left the flesh there because it was hanging. It wasn't cut all the way off. And I left the flesh there, and I, like, washed, and it was, like, uncomfortable to wash. And it was bleeding all over the place in the shower. Wrapped up the shower and then, you know, decided to, like, put a Band-Aid on that bad boy. And of course, it got really bloody. But, like, I figured, you know, what they say is, like, try to keep the flesh there. You can put a Band-Aid back on it. If you keep it moist enough, eventually the skin will hopefully, like, you know, heal faster. No, it's dead skin. It, 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 this, the, the blood can clot and, and hold the skin no, onto it. but it just heals it. faster, right? Well, because it, it creates a – yeah, it's basically a natural scab. But you, you could yeah. also just use uh, liquid skin. Like, oh yeah, I'm not putting that on my dick. <laughs> I mean, you're again. The liquid skin wouldn't isn't the the, the thing you shouldn't put on your dick. The mechanical the razor that, that removes skin from your dick is the thing you want to avoid your dick with. That's right. I mean, at this point, a couple episodes ago, maybe the last episode, we talked shit about Raycon, which is sponsors fucking virtually every podcast that I hear. I hear Manscape a lot. They're one of the sponsors of the Daily Wire shows, and it's just like, well, now we don't we, we won't we we finally have almost enough listens. Knock on wood. Let's see if they continue uh, to wood. to be like, hey, Raycon, can you sponsor us? And they're like, yeah, sure. Oh, wait a minute. You said we're a joke product that nobody actually buys. And you don't you don't think that we have good ear. I mean, they might have really good ear earbuds. I don't know. I've never bought them. No, uh, I won't and buy I, them. I, at this point, uh, I'll never buy them. Don't buy. Uh, sounds like don't buy Manscape either. Although, again, it, it might have been more. It's user, user error, error, I think. Well, but if you're saying the ad says, hey, you can put this right on your skin and it won't cut it, then it's false advertising. It so we're accusing them of false advertising. False, yeah, it may have been a little false advertising. I think that might be true. Um, but I also think there might be a little user error in this. <laughs> the fact that I thought I could just go to town on my dick like that without even I – didn't, I didn't even have the protection on whatever the, the guard. I mean, I was just like fucking right on to the dick like – fucking zero whatever they call that number where you have there's nothing it's just ooh, it was right. not good all right it, that's that's a cold it did not hurt i'll be honest it did not hurt it did not hurt i don't know why it didn't hurt 
I don't know either. My dick. Oh yeah, dude. Remember? Oh, the edema. I lost all my nerve, nerve, uh, uh, nerve endings on my on dick, dick in college. Yeah, we've talked about my edema um, in the past. And Wait, you, um, okay, you don't. That feel might be it. it, dude. It's why in college I started having to go for like two plus hours, and like why sensitivity is 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 not an issue for me in bed. It's all it's all about emotions and. And audible and visual because, like, you know, I, I can't fucking feel that much down there. The only time I can really feel, like, anything is, like, probably, like, blowjob or if I'm, like, gripping the fuck out of my dick on, on masturbating. That's a lot of information in the first ten minutes of an episode. It's <laughs> kind of a sad, sad ending to that. Yeah, that was a cold open. Oh, no, yeah, my Dima destroyed my dick. You remember, I told you about my Dima many times, dude. Okay. All right. Don't you know about my edema? Yes I, or no? I, I, I definitely remember about your edema. That was an early ballad story. There's been a Dude, couple of I think of I told story. you that back when we worked at Name Redacted. Yeah, but I mean, listeners, it, there's I mean, listeners. listen to our first five, 50 episodes or so. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there is a story about Ballard's uh, edema. Dick edema. Yeah. Penile uh, edema. But yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but it was like a doorknob. It was like a one of those. It was like a doorknob. It was like literally <laughs> you could turn my dick and it opened up my fucking world or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how to. The doctor called it weeping. The way the skin was leaking, like the the skin was not the tip out of the dick. Well, that's unreal. That's I mean, just that, that's dripping an off the skin, just orange. It was called weeping. I'm no expert on how to avoid edemas. Man, what was never the Keanu Reeves Charlize Theron movie that they starred in in San Francisco that was not? Not Devil's Advocate because that was New York. What was the other ones? Like Simple Something? No, was it? Uh, fuck. It's a movie where like Charlize is dying of cancer, I think. That might be a spoiler. Keanu Reeves falls in love with her in San Francisco. Sweet Anyways, November. Is that it? Is that it? If that's it, that's the movie I watched. Um, well, yeah, I didn't know how it was related, was so I was Dima. having trouble connecting the two. Because uh, it was the only movie in the whole house I'd never seen. I don't know if it was Sweet November or not, but it was this, it was whatever Charlie Theron, Keanu Reeves film, in which it's not like the Lake House one or whatever. I don't even know if that is true. That's Sandra um, Bullock. But, uh, what? The Lake House is Sandra Bullock. Oh, is that Sandra Bullock? Oh, that's the speed. Sweet November speed is a 2001 American romantic drama film based in San Francisco, directed by Pat O'Connor and starring Keanu Reeves and Charlie's Theron. The film is based on the, on the book. Uh, she's dying of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh my gosh, she's got bad Hodgkin's. See, I was right. Um, I got the. I got the. I, I'm impressed that I knew that. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you pulled that up. I know. My, um, I've never seen so this yeah, movie. So yeah, Sweet November. It, it was the only movie I had not seen in the house on DVD. So I threw it in because I was in such pain. It was the only. I tried to like use the only movie I'd never seen to distract me, and it was horrible. It was not a good movie at all. I spent most of the time rolling on the floor, holding my dick, screaming, "Why God me?" <laughs> shave your dick with uh, razors that don't move. Don't shave your dick. Or don't shave your dick. I mean, I do. But that's because my dick's being seen by people who've never seen my dick before. Well, that's hot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to present uh, n nicely. I, I, if you're going to shave your dick, use a razor that, you know, a fixed, a safety razor, a modern safety razor. With uh, with all the, the lubricating strips and all that stuff. Don't mm. trust moving parts with your dick. I think we should, I think that's, that, that's probably a good, good cold open. 
Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm so cool boy. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to a special spoiler cast installment of the Cool Boys Podcast, and definitely not another version of a throwaway alien podcast installment about also about July 8. Also with a little extra X-Files spoiler cast edition. Instead. No, we're not. Okay. Instead, tonight we finally discuss the first film to star a female, Black Widow. <gasps> spoiler cast. Also version podcast edition. That was all the title of the episode. <laughs> I'm a black widow. No, I'm a black window. Felk. And I'm a black widow Ballard. Uh. Black widow has killed my family dog, so I've never forgiven them for that. What? Actually, really? no, that was a rattlesnake. Oh. Maybe I have no, maybe I have nothing against black widows. Oh, you know, just keep harboring resentment for something that didn't do anything. It's fine. They've done something to someone. Yeah, no, they've, they've, the spiders. Mm-hmm. Brown recluse is the ones you really got to worry about. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so cool. And Cool Boy Nation, if you want to reach out and touch a cool boy, email us at thecoolboyspodcast@gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We got that early in there because we've, we've gotten emails. Or you can email us through Reddit. Some people have done that. Uh, yeah, we, you can direct message us on Reddit or, or respond to a post or whatever. But people have uh, reached out to us and told us essentially that it'd be more helpful to put emails at the beginning of a podcast as well. So since everyone on YouTube does it, we're finally doing it too. And we've been doing it for last few episodes with Throw Alien. Yeah. Uh, speaking the, of Throw the, Alien. The Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. I really wish we had Cool Boys, but we don't. We have The Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. The. It's very important, though. Yeah. So, update, throw away lane update, July 18th, didn't happen. Oh, my God. I think there's more important stuff, though. Uh, so, Reddit throw away lane's page, right? Our throw away lane subreddit um, thread uh, has now switched over. Les Muffins has now moved over to We Come in Peace, where he is the mod muffin. And... That's where you'll find any kind of random updates about Throw Whalian, or at least if you're interested in that community, where you can continue to find that community of people on Reddit is We Come in Peace. I'm sure everybody listening to this probably already knows that. You will find us there as well. We'll still be commenting in We Come in Peace, but we'll probably start something a little bit more Cool Boys related. But I think there's something more important here about July 8th. Um, something I was surprised by, the... Reddit throw Whalian sub. Um, Ernst Felk's trust back in the end. Question mark. Did it? No. Oh, didn't? The entire sub? No. Right, right. No, I know, but we were joking about how it was negative last week, and you actually posted something in there, and people responded back. If you click on the link, you can yeah, see okay. some of those posts. If that's if that's what you mean, then yes. I'll, I'll yes. give I'll give it a I'll give it a yes. Yes, people were strangely much much nicer as of this episode. Um, I think maybe it was because we addressed the negative comments in the early episodes and it maybe, maybe motivated people who actually like the podcast to be like, hey, I like your podcast. 
I don't. Hey, think... wait, wait, wait! But we had positive comments before the negative comments too. As yeah, well. but we, I mean, it was it was more like two thirds negative, one third positive, and That's now all said, of a sudden right? it went straight to almost one hundred percent. No, one hundred percent positive. At least on this this thread, every everybody's just like, "Hey, I like this." Yeah, someone uh, they've deleted their uh, a comment, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if they deleted their account, but they had a question. If you, I'll read it right here. If you look at the thread, the very first one was something like, "Did he say?" Cool Boys Podcast at shemail.com. Yes. And Felk, you responded back through our Cool Boys Podcast uh, account. What'd you say? I said correct. <laughs> Shemail, baby. So cool. Well, Underdone Toe Spot, which I think we've spoken to them um, in other threads, uh, they said something really nice. They said, I'm sorry people have been negative towards your podcast because I absolutely love it. It's all caps. When the aliens come, I hope they give you two a quick and painless death. Yeah, that was nice. What did you say to that, fellow? That was, I said, thanks. hey, thanks a bunch. Back at you. Uh, the Underdone Toast is also the person who defended us from uh, Undercover Enigma. Yes. When, when that person said no more politics, that they're they're awful, and he's like, yeah, this is con- this is their jokes, or he or she, he's like, I, that's just their humor. Right. Get over yeah. it. To which undercover Enigma said, I don't have to get over fucking. Anything. I don't have to get over anything uh, or whatever. Yeah. And, and in terms of the good. deleted uh, question about whether I, I I assume that person was making a joke. If they were actually confused, I probably I, I wondered maybe if I should simply say. No, it's gmail.com. I think they were making a joke. They were, they if they were, they were making the a vibe. They were making a 21st century homoerotic joke. Oh that's, no! That's completely inappropriate. I was like, this person gets our sense of humor. I love homoerotic jokes. I love them all. I love heteroerotic jokes as well. Um, Both good. Gullible Plankton sixty five says, "Great podcast." Oh, Felk, you wrote. Thanks. That's nice of you. And I didn't, uh, I didn't reply to the next two because I was just no, like, No, you ah. didn't. You gave up, I guess. Jimbo. You could have. <laughs> no, I'm not responding. Jimbo, uh, he's a creator. He says, going to check it out later, thumbs up. And then, I don't yeah, know the creator. No, thanks. Do you know what the creator tag means? Because I don't. No, I have no clue. Okay. It might mean creator of this thread. Or this, uh, sorry, the, the R slash throw alien. Because it's had like five people. I don't know. There, there's... I have no clue. I have no idea what it means. It, maybe is it is it clickable? I don't know. Perhaps he created um, Reddit. I don't. Maybe yeah. Maybe Jimbo created Reddit. That's amazing. Or maybe they created life on Earth. Yeah. No thanks. One two three six seven said. Been enjoying your show. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. No thanks. Um. So that was wonderful. We had a, a bunch of uh, responses there. In fact, though, even more interesting was Ryan Brasher reached out to us. He DM'd Felk. Now. I, I if I recall, um, we well, DM'd the cool there boys. There have been Felk fan something like that. Like it was a Felk fan something number uh, email we got a long time ago. It was all focused on Felk. We've had a bunch of people in emails usually write about Felk. Again, Ryan Brasher only wants to communicate to you, Felk. Felk, this is your show. This is your podcast. Even, you know, even though you hate it, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't care about and the I and I want to back you up, Felk, right now and say Ryan Brasher. Your earlier comments were not helpful, but it seems though you've come around. Felk, what did nobody, Ryan Brasher DM you? I don't know. Nobody's ever said they hate you, but nobody's said they love you either. No one said they love me, but they, a lot have said they hate me. I don't know. I guess you've I never. You've never been with a woman in bed and like she's like, "I love you. I love you." When you do this thing to me, like you've never had that. No, I I mean like commenters on the internet, not, oh. <laughs> not not. I've never had a commenter tell. 
Yes, you. You've had commenters love you. That Felk fan person wanted to fuck you or have you put babies in them or something. Yeah, I, I, I kind of. Well, I, I, I again, I just assumed that was Aaron. So I, I thought that was mostly Aaron. Who knows? Doing all Aaron these things. Reddit people could be Aaron. What? Everyone we've been talking to on Reddit is Aaron, for all we know. So I, Aaron's mo, like he, he, you could tell when something's written by him, and none of the the, the redditor people seem Aaronish. So I don't think so. Allegedly, by the way, allegedly you 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 assume all these things because you have no fucking actual. He's not gonna, clue. Well, we don't. We need to say allegedly. He's not going to sue allegedly, us. Allegedly, he's not going to. Allegedly, Aaron wants to sue the Cool Boys podcast. Jesus, he might win. Probably has a good lawyer. He's got great lawyers, I'm sure of it. Hey, so wait, do you want to read Ryan Brasher's DM? Yeah, yeah, of course. Or do you just, or do you want to like keep it private between? No, the you two can read you? it. You, you can read it. You've read the other. No, ones. I'm not reading this shit. It's it's, it's for you. Read you. the other ones. Read this one. No, no, I I, I feel like you should read. This. I shouldn't. I, no, I want you to because I don't like. I shouldn't be reading when it's dressed at me because I can't I like be listening. That, to I like you when you dress things at you and you read, read about it. them. All right, Ryan Brasher. Person. He didn't DM Felk. He DM the Cool Boys podcast. Read it posting thread his very first word is felk, felk. comma felk comma Th that's to you glad to hear you actually get more fired up after reading my comment quote unquote bashing you i wasn't attempting to criticize spelled with an s so he's perhaps british or uh canadian sorry if that was lost don't in dox this translation. guy <laughs> <laughs> you want to find brian brasher look in the uk or canada <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I awesome. was always on the nothing will happen on July 18 bandwagon. So I really wanted the podcast I was listening to on the issue to reinforce that angle and be engaging with it. The latest episode was a oh. much better listen. Keep up the good work. So he kept listening, even though he didn't like us. He did say, though, in the earlier post he wrote to us, we talked to last week, he said, I'll give these newer episodes a try and see if it changes. So mm. he, he liked it, obviously. It did change. It got it for the better. What's interesting is that he didn't want to hear more of me. He wanted to hear more of you being skeptical. Yeah. Well, now that the dust is settled, I mean, I can kind of say that, like, obviously, yeah, no, I never thought anything would happen on July 18th and didn't really... I don't really fully comprehend the mindset that would lead someone to think that a, a, a post on a po on a you know forum that anyone can post to that's known for people creating creative writing fan fiction and Are you calling saying me it's stupid? true. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not stupidity. I, I'll, I'll address that right now since you you, you called it out because I went to Catholic. I'm an atheist and I went to fucking Catholic school and people who have IQs astronomically higher than mine still believe that a 2000 year old magical carpenter once made fucking water into wine and stuff. Belief and faith supersedes and goes through intellect. Dumb, smart, doesn't matter. Belief and faith are its own category. It's not connected to intelligence. Now, I've also said that I have Asperger's, and as a result, my brain- You have Asperger's? Like- Yeah, Asperger's. Oh man, I wish you could share some with me. No, you don't, you don't want it. Um, you Mike, have you been sitting on them? No, Asperger's. Now called oh, the autism spectrum. Don't make fun of my disability. <laughs> uh, so I, yes, I, I do. I, yeah, I know. South Park made it like seven years ago. Um, 
Did but, they really? I forgot about that. Yeah, Cartman like made as, made Aspergers. He farted on burgers and fucking sold them to people. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's why I'm just remembering that. Okay. Yeah, stealing from Matt and Trey. Um, but my point is, is not that stealing. I'm referencing. I'm just referencing, baby. Was this, well, yeah, okay. Uh, Even though my, I had no my point is referencing it. My point is, is that uh, I I have a much more analytical, logic based brain, and I just don't understand why, you, you know, evidence is presenting evidence now you could say that throw alien was presenting evidence and that he made a prediction a, a, a claim of validation like hey on july 18th you'll know so a lot of people put faith in that thinking like okay that means that he's doubling down on this 18th day when and when it happens we'll all know he was telling the truth but i i need the evidence first so i i have never i can't believe in anything I have to see it for myself. I have to see the evidence. I have to see the logical reason why you concluded that. And to me, it was always just a creative writing exercise that was fun and didn't do, like I said, no harm and fun. But I never was of the mindset that there was any reason to give any credibility to throw alien. And uh, I didn't want to insult not just you, but any of our now massive, <laughs> compared to what we used to have, listener base of throw alien fans. I didn't want to alienate them and be like, yeah, but there's no evidence of this. And of course, it, it there, the evidence was the UFO disclosure stuff happening. It's like, this is happening at the exact same time. That's got to give some credence to it. So I just, you know, I took a wait and see approach, but, uh, I am not a man of faith, and I am not a man of belief, and I in no way want to disparage anyone who is a man or a woman of faith. Well, I wish you shared this with me earlier, because um, on on Saturday the seventeenth, I drove all the way up to the mountains, and I fucking threw my family into a cave, and we stayed in there for like forty eight hours. I told them they couldn't go outside. I know you didn't Our do iPads that. iPads <laughs> and iPhones died out real fast. We got through food in less than twenty four hours. We had no food till the next day. We were screwed. It was way colder because I didn't plan on having to make a fire. I there was it was horrible, and I would I wish I knew this felk. I wouldn't have gone into hiding on July eighteenth if you said this. Instead, you just played the hand you were dealt, which was play a character. What did you just play a character that kind of believed in it? You shouldn't play characters on the podcast, Felk. Okay. Oh, I wasn't just, playing a character. I was just, <laughs> I was just uh, minimizing, try or doing my best to minimize any potential uh, uh, slights or in insults to those the the believers out there. But. Uh, I mean, I know you didn't. So I know you didn't actually do it. What did you actually do? I mean, I, I went to a strip club, but Dude, I, that I, was just I, because I do what I do every Sunday: try to take over the world. I'm Ballard. I'm I was Ballard. I went to a strip no club brain, Saturday brain. night, but not because of they're all alien. Because I uh, because L.A. County fucking shut, uh, for, forcing us to wear fucking muzzle masks again, and that just makes me think that we're gonna have lockdowns again soon. So I wanted. To I get, agree. I it's scary. Get, I don't like that. I wanted to get one in bef before. Uh, things get shut down because bars and well strip clubs just count as nightclubs which count as bars which will get shut like the first things to get shut down so oh. I, I did, it, did it then but i mean there was nice symmetry in the fact that like I, I was i was you know doing stuff naughty stuff on uh the not the eve before throw alien as well just in case jack and gina came oh nice i don't know maybe their strip club is on a the Riho Kim homeworld. And that would have been unnecessary. But yeah. Never scared of aliens, never scared of zombies, never scared of uh 
Meteors. Scared of man. Man. Gas chambers. Not aliens. People. People are the ones who do the horrible shit. Uyghurs. You know what I'm talking about. Uyghurs, baby. Jews, baby. Yeah. Yep. I, um... So I think we found out who Coach was, by the way, if this all went down and we just aren't aware of it yet because it's still going to, like, take some days to maybe become public if this was something that was not as massively public as we thought it was. But um, Coach was actually a woman named Frankie Lons. Frankie Lons is actually the mother, the biological mother, of Keisha Cole. She, quote-unquote, died on July 18th and the family says it was an overdose but at the same time they're also saying that you know she passed away quote unquote so I mean maybe she's coach what do you think Felk do you think we found out who coach was uh no I don't I I, I was reading the article I don't know what, what, what I'm Keish, you're like Frankie Lawns mother of Kishi Cole and I'm like I don't wow. know what any of this means okay. either I just <laughs> I don't know who these people are. I don't listen to this music alright I do listen to this Biz Markie died no, on July no 16th now could he have been coach I alright in your in, in your opinion your thought process is there what is the explanation or is it just purely coincidence that it feels like about 80% of the possible coaches are black? What what, what about the description of coach? I mean I know that he's on the it's list cuz he died. It's diversity in narrative and storytelling. It's great. I guess. I mean I, I the last two just happened to die. And that's why you brought them up. Dr. Right. Dre was an actual redditor. I suggestion. said Michael B Jordan that was my guess. Oh yeah, there's another yeah. No, someone else said Michael B. Jordan. That wasn't just you. Uh, that was my. That was just me, at least on the podcast. I, I'm the only person that I think that said it on the podcast. There may have been other people on Reddit that said it. It was when we. I'm the only other person on this up, podcast. I didn't say it, so. I know that's what I'm saying. Um, you said Chris Pratt, yeah, and I said that same episode. I said literally, you know who I thought it was? I thought it was Michael B. Jordan, and that's just because I thought it was Michael B. Jordan. That's just the person that came in my head. Well, he did just come up. He, he became famous kind of the same time, although it was more gradual, which I think I mentioned in the episode. Apparently, he's uh, his cameo. And are you, are you going to watch uh, uh, Space Jam Legacy? No. I mean, I guess I, I, I my kids already watched it, but I mean, I'll probably watch it. It's just I'm not really that turned on by what I saw in the trailers for it. Well, if you, yeah, if, if your kids are watching it, you, it's spo the mild spoiler. But they've already seen it. It's done. Yeah, mild they spoilers that, that there's a part where they're like, "We got Michael Jordan to help us," and it's, it's Michael B. Jordan. And I'm oh, like, that's cool. Oh, that's 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 funny. That's, that's that, nice. that, that, that that's a good reference. And I'm sure Michael G. B. Jordan got paid a thousand dollars or whatever for that. Uh, a lot more than a thousand dollars, probably. <laughs> For the five minutes he was on camera, so just for him to show up that day alone, regardless of his time and not talking about his back end, he probably got some little tiny back end too. Yeah, I guess he could come back. Not as big the... as LeBron. Oh wait, LeBron's he can't come back, back in the MCU. Huge. He's done with the MCU. He's dead. I don't mean MCU. I mean literally from Space Jam. He probably got some little bonus there. Yeah, no, he could, yeah, you probably get. 10 grand, 50 grand. Who knows how much people fucking make to, for, for cameos, for but comedy LeBron cameos. LeBron has got a huge back end on Space Jam, A New Legacy. I guarantee you his back end is somewhere like fucking Robert Downey Jr.'s and on The Avenger. Like, he's going to make 
millions on this if it did well. I don't know how it did. I'm not paying attention it made to it. Thir- it made thirty million box office over the weekend, which is not stack. Good. No, it's it's incredibly good considering it was on HBO Max. Oh yeah, what did Black Widow though opened up on Disney Plus under a premium access and it opened up in theaters at a hundred plus million, right? I think it was eighty for the opening weekend, but I mean, I, I can look it up to get the actual numbers. But it was very high. For... We usually don't talk numbers, um, podcast, uh, blockbuster, um, box office numbers because for the audience, because that shit changes so much by the time an episode releases or by the time you listen to this a month down the road. But um, it's also kind I guess of, it's yeah, just, it's meaningless. It's just now. important right now because we're there's not much box office. So it's like the, it's weird to look at a box office that's like thirty million is great. Well, it's, <laughs> both, it's both interesting and meaningless because as long as we don't have the actual viewer count numbers from HBO Max or because you know Netflix, or no Disney one else, Plus. yeah, Disney Plus, they don't they don't announce the stuff. All right. The only way you the only information you really get is whether or not they will green light further seasons or sequels i mean right or if it's canceled right away yeah um netflix is requesting a lot more uh army of the dead so obviously that did really well they said it did well i think too i think yeah they were occasionally they actually gave numbers or any data they might have given numbers occasionally they actually will release numbers just to be like look how good this movie that's terrible did because they released Mm -hmm. the bird box numbers just be like look how good bird box did and bird box isn't very you didn't see bird box did you no i have not seen it uh i wouldn't bother with it Cool. All right. Well, we can move on. I, I, there's no more about throw whaling. It didn't happen, as far as we know. You want to talk about that waveform? What's the waveform? You sent me a waveform, and all of Reddit was like, "Look at this waveform. It's it gets oh, wavier." Yeah. But like, it happened a bunch of times that day, and they just said it was something about. They call it uh. It's comets. No, oh, I can't remember what they fucking call it. It's some kind of re, uh like ionic reaction or something in the fucking sky. I don't know what the fuck it is. Whatever. I mean, if 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 okay so yeah there was a waveform and they were paying attention to all the meteors coming in right and so that's the only um, thing that happened that was like reddit was like look waveform yeah is this what throw aliens talking about but if that happened right like there was the if if, like we're like oh we're only seeing specs and boom there's oh my god this giant object entered earth's atmosphere and then a fucking alien ship showed up i think that would be cool but other than that i'm just like yeah it was whatever they called it you know, they had some kind of random name for those events that they don't know what they are up in the atmosphere that just seem like, you know, radio waves or some shit or some kind of frequencies bouncing off of each other. Yeah, I was expecting just because I was I was periodically checking on the Reddit thread and also uh, we were talking, we were tweeting together. I mean, like we were you were definitely checking on the thread all day long. I was I didn't well. I didn't post anything, though. Um, no, we didn't. We already posted. We didn't Friday. tweet anything. I, 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 did you no. tweet something? Nope, there's no reason to tweet. We just posted. You posted. Oh, you the mean, article just, you on mean texting me? Yeah, we, we were texting yeah, yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah, we were just talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, but we didn't tweet or post anything. I, I just observed, uh, and I was waiting for the thing to happen. The small thing where like there's a light over New Zealand. It's always over New Zealand. Oh, there uh, was a bunch of those. Right? Where, where everybody's like, look, it happened. It really happened. It was the July 18th was true, but mm-hmm. uh, no, Reddit kind of for the most part went with like, all right. Womp womp, nothing happened. They, they, you know, it's funny on the UFO threads and the other threads like that, um, alien thread, not the UAP thread, but the alien thread and UFO thread. They have a fierce rivalry is what I've 
But they were picking up on the July 18th uh, shit as well, and they were talking about Throw Whaling, but they were talking about Throw Whaling as some poster, right? Like, it was never, like, Throw Whaling or TAA. It was, like, some poster on a random abductee thread said. Like, that's how they kind of referenced it. And they're like, yeah, something's supposed to happen on July 18th. People posted a lot of UFO videos. Some of them are on the Throw Whaling thread. Some were on UFO. Some were on Aliens, um, these Reddit threads. But they were – all of them felt like everyone was reaching – like just reaching as far as they could be like, look, something's happening. Like there were people like one guy I remember talking about, this wasn't even That's like, right. um, yeah. it was not even a video or a photo. He just literally said, and I'm, I'm assuming it's a he, so I apologize, but he literally just Everyone said, on like, the internet's a he. It's safe I'm, to yeah, assume. Yeah. There's women don't know how to use the internet. Um, he literally says, uh, something along the lines of like, I went outside and I looked at the moon and it looks like it was changing colors does anyone else see this and i'm just like oh my god people just really badly want to believe something is going to happen that day and i was incredibly busy and the reality for me in the end was i thought it would be fun i thought it was fun it would be wild if something did change mostly i didn't i not that i didn't believe it i'm just saying i didn't want anything to happen because um uh I not too far after not too much longer after July 18th I was going to experience an incredibly awesome thing in my life that I had never experienced that I've been waiting my whole life to have kind of thing and you I was just kept thinking myself yeah I was going to lose my virginity finally and and, and I just kept thinking to myself like man if aliens really showed up and they like the, the world goes to shit like and I lose this thing that I was about to receive Fuck this! Like that would fucking piss me off. So I kept, you know, fingers crossed. I didn't want anything to happen. I, 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 I definitely had fun with it for sure. Absolutely, that was great. I'm okay to move on. To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. Though. I played GTA all day, um, and and I was nervously checking Twitter throughout the day, not because I thought aliens would come, because hey, by throw aliens accounts, it's not necessarily a bad thing, even if they do come. Because he, he was very clear, I don't think they're, they want to hurt us, or I don't think they want to invade us, or breed with us, right. or any of that bad stuff. So uh, they think of us more like dogs or apes or something. Um, so I was like, I wasn't there, but I was very, very nervous and frightened that I was going to see California or the CDC flip flop and be like, you got to lock down fucking Best Buys and mm-hmm. schools and bars and restaurants again. Like a Delta variant. The Delta variants out there. I'm I'm scared of Delta variant hysteria. Uh, yeah, are you scared? Truly, scared of the hysteria. Yeah. Again, uh, people, people are always the scariest thing. Sharks. I'm not scared of sharks. I'm scared. My of, understanding. I'm more scared that, that like, someone will kill me to protect a shark than I am scared of sharks. And I would never harm a shark, but people are irrational. Wait, you're saying killed. that you're, you're you're like scuba diving out there, and like a shark's about to like hurt you. Yeah, to see like a, you... no, does it see a shark swimming in the ocean? I'm like, oh, that shark's great. That person shoots me. It's like I was aiming for the shark, you know. Oh, <laughs> nice. Shark week just ended. That was fun. I remember Brody just pulls his gun and randomly starts shooting at the shark over that bridge. He does. He 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 draws his. He can easily have tripped and shot someone in the no, head. No, no, he's not on the bridge. He's on the boat. No, he shoots he at his, shots no, off. No, no, when it's in the lagoon and it, and it attacks his, his, his son. 
Like right he before jumps the off attack. the bridge. No, he jumps off the bridge. He's running on the maybe bridge. Maybe it's in jumps Jaws. Off of it. Maybe it's in Jaws too. He shoots. Maybe at a shark. Jaws too. Yeah. I haven't seen Jaws too in forever. But in Jaws, he gets. He's on the boat. He's on the orca. And and Jaws is uh, Bruce is doing a fucking uh, flyby on the boat. Right. He's swimming right by it. And Brody, it's like when they're he all shooting at him. Yeah, even on the boat, he still could have slipped. And Brody, and, yeah. he, well, Brody does slip on the boat at one point. There's a close-up of his boot slipping off the uh, the side of the boat, and then and then you shows actually Hooper, Richard Dreyfuss's character, actually uh, walking alongside the the boat perfectly, where Brody just immediately slipped, um, which is great to show that Hooper has sea legs and Brody doesn't. But one of the great things about Brody is that, as you said. As Jaws is passing by the boat, he literally, as Bruce is, excuse me, he runs over and he f- pulls out his sidearm. He shoots, he with his firearm, he shoots Jaws and he hits him like three times near the dorsal fin. There's like blood squibs and everything. This ambiguity, I think, since you use both interchangeably, I think when you're talking about within the narrative of the movie, you call the shark, you should call the, the shark would be called Jaws. But no, the in, shark's in, Bruce in the movie. But in making of, in making of stuff, in terms of production of Jaws, the shark would be called Bruce. But only Spielberg really knows the true answer to this. What does he call the shark from, from Bruce. Jaws? He probably calls it Bruce because he's always thinking making of because he was there. Yep. He can't get invested in the narrative. The shark's named Bruce. My, my, my point is, is that, look, accidents happen. And in terms of even sharks or snakes or earthquakes or meteors, I'm always more scared of what people will do than what the actual natural element will do. And that includes viruses. Not that this virus was fucking natural. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we know that. It's molecularly impossible that the virus that you're talking about was the... the you got you saw that, right? The molecularly impossible thing? No. We're going to take a tangent here. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Rand Paul was uh, questioning Fauci in Congress. Oh, yes, like, yes, yeah. yes. Sorry. Yeah. I did see all that. It was yeah. hilarious. It was great to watch. Yeah, it was like, and you... it was great to watch Fox News' coverage on it and then CNN's coverage on it. I w- on YouTube, I saw Fox News' coverage and CNN's coverage, and it was CNN's coverage was a, li- was a little less edited than Fox's because Fox was trying to cut around it, uh, like, you know, to not show Rand Paul get yelled at by Fauci too much. But CNN was just like loving it. They're like, "Ooh, Fauci got heated." Well, it's all, fa- but all, I mean, I've seen all the Fauci yells at Rand Paul stuff, or at least a it's lot great. of that. And it's like, yeah, he, he his whole thing is you're causing problems by asking questions. You shouldn't right. ask questions. Some of your questions are, are wrong and, and, and inaccurate. It's like, well, questions can't be wrong. And yes, you should be being questioned because you've said wrong things. But the exchange that blew up was was basically. Rand Paul being like, here's you. You've said that Wuhan wasn't doing the Wuhan lab of virology wasn't doing fucking gain of function research. Here's proof in your fucking emails that you knew that they were doing gain of function research. And Fauci's response is Fauci no. blew up. Fauci blew up. His response was basically to summarize was like. No gain of functions when you take a virus that already infects human beings and make it more transmissible or, or potent or powerful. What they were doing was taking viruses that transmit to animals and giving them the ability to transfer to humans through genetic modification. And it's like, is that the distinction you think it is? Because that's not that, that that's just as bad. And mm-hmm. uh, that was basically Rand Paul's response. Is like, yeah. You, you, that's still fucking the same. That's the pro- that, that they're doing something bad. That's a violation of the order. And and then Fauci's response was that it's molecularly impossible that that virus in that specific evidence w- was the uh, Wuhan, uh, the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, 
to, to which Rand Paul replied, yeah, that wasn't my fucking point. The point was that they're doing the thing that you said they weren't doing and you knew about it and continued to fund them. So, uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. <laughs> All right. You good? Did you have anything to, to add to the Fauci yeah, discourse? What I, kinda, I, guess the, I guess the only thing I could really add is that I, when, I, when I was watching it, it was very heated, right? And I was listening to both sides very closely because, you know, listening to both sides, I'm not trying to have any kind of, you know, bias as, as much as I can that I don't already have, right? There's already implicit bi- bias in life. So anyway, so um, watching that moment, and I, and, I, and I thought to myself, Fauci was like shaking. He was so angry. And he's like pointing, like old man pointing, like Harrison Ford does, right? And he's like shakingly pissed off. And the way I read that was he feels like a person to me who gave money to China uh, to, help, to help fund a, 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 you know somebody a fucking lab potentially that worked on you know viruses in Wuhan yeah which is you know true well, he didn't give true. he authorized taxpayers going to it and and um you know and when you find that out that like you gave money to somebody and then they're like fucking up and they're doing the wrong thing and they fucked up and they're horrible with their protocols and shit might be leaking because of it. And they're like, oh god damn it, I'm tied to them through finances now. Fuck. Like I don't think I don't think Fauci and Bill Gates got together and were like, let's plan and, this fucking pandemic. But I do think that well, Fauci there's, there's evidence that uh, Bill Gates and George Soros got together at a uh, Jeffrey Epstein funded uh, fundraiser event to Sounds discuss fun. pandemics in uh, 2007, I think. Well, I mean, I think Bill Gates has been discussing pandemics for decades he's into it he's into it feels like it yeah um but anyways my point was that like fauci his anger seemed more like it was like frustrated that like i'm being associated because i gave these people money and now i'm being associated with this fucking thing and you know i i and i did not wish for that to happen in any way and now this fucking thing is out of control and you know and i don't want to be connected and blamed for the act that they fucked up and yes we put money that way. I that's the way I read it. That's the way I read Fauci in that moment. I didn't read him as this evil supervillain. I read him as somebody who's just like fucking pissed off that he's involved and that he has to be involved because they they provided funds. And I understand that perspective. I don't think that makes him innocent. And I think I think that he's there's things that he has to answer for. I I, I think I don't think as a doctor of the country right he's like he's like america's doctor right now (laughs) yeah i i I don't think you should be lying to people i don't think you should doing the some people are okay with his lies like the two main ones about like you know masks and whatnot right but like um i don't i i don't need to be talked down to or or coddled or like a baby like i don't need you to give me the noble lie i want you to give me the the real truth and like i feel like they were so worried about the crisis and i understand it like i do i understand it. it's like the same idea as like united 93 right like like dick cheney wanted to shoot down that plane did we shoot down the plane we don't really know maybe we did maybe we didn't maybe we did maybe we didn't but maybe we did but dick cheney did say he wanted to shoot the plane down like that is that's true and as far as my understanding is that is true like well, Dick Cheney did say that to defend- so my point is that okay. I was okay with United 93 getting shot out of the sky and I've flown on lots of flights international and domestic where I thought if terrorism took over this flight right now and United States had to blow this plane out of the sky to mm. protect us 
like the rest of the nation. I understand that, and I scares the fuck out of me that. But I, I'm, I'm, I guess I, I, I understand the risks that I am. I see them as plain. Quite different, though. My point is that my point is that right, like essentially that, like, like, I don't know. Whatever. Go ahead, say your thing. Uh, no, you. What, what was the end of it? I got too stoned and I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think your point is that you understand the 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 value of sometimes people in powerful positions have to. Not yes, be one hundred percent truthful yes. with the, the yes, yes yes so but Cheney wanted to do that yeah. I'm okay with that I understand that reality right and so in, in in this situation I I I get why they felt like in that moment in early pandemic they felt like they needed to lie and yeah I I, and, I, don't and have I get a problem that, with the lie but I don't want that as, no matter what I mean and, I do and but... I, and like when you and you go back on it and then you go back on it again and it's like. It's very weird because the way I understand masks, and I don't, I'm not a doctor, I don't fucking know shit, but like the way I understand masks is like essentially if you're not wearing an uh, N95 or an N95 type mask, like a KN95 or whatever they call KN95s, if you're not wearing that type of mask, you're really not, there's nothing you're doing. You're not really doing anything to protect you or not. So, like, and here's for instance, just to make it clear, like my son is really good at wearing masks. Like, he is so good at it. Like, we give my kids options when we're out and about and stuff like that. Like, kids, you can put your mask on or not put your mask on. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. My daughter, sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off. It's up to her. Whatever she wants. We don't tell them they have to, right? We let them know it's up to them. My son, he likes wearing his mask. Well, he feels right. comfortable with it. It's, not, it's school, nice that you do that. The government says they have to wear masks, I know. Which is scary. I, 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 I've said it That's in the last what's scary episode. Me, I don't government. think we need to be hounding people to fucking take the vaccine. At this point, you've got all the people who want the vaccine. There's The, the people who don't want it at this point are people you're not going to convince. So well, it's, it's like the worst way that the government's handling that. But anyways, yeah, before that's you get a different thing. Too far my point away. about my was with my son real quick was that – he he went he goes to school. He went to school during school time during the school year. Um, eventually, they were allowed back into school, and he went back to school. Two weeks into school, he's wearing his mask all the time. It's inside inside they have to wear the masks. When they're outside, they have to wear the masks. The only time he doesn't wear his mask in school is literally when they had their little snack, and it was like really quick, and they ate outside. Yeah, I, and I, they were separated from each other. My son brought thing. home the flu. My son brought home the flu. He wears a mask. All the time yeah. in class, the whole, but the mask Somehow, doesn't protect they, you. That's the whole point. They had windows open and doors open so that they had some kind of flow through the the room somewhere at school. Because my son doesn't go anywhere else. Okay. Somewhere at school, at the time this happened, somewhere at school, yeah, my son got sick with the flu. He brought it home. It got to all of us. Right. He's a great mask wearer. So my point is, obviously these cotton masks aren't really doing much, right? And 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 these random little search search The whole masks point of the mask wear, is that they don't protect really you. They protect much. the other and, people from getting what you have. And Fauci says in his emails that even these surgical masks don't really do anything. They're not really protective at all. And he even says to the person he's talking to, plus where you're going, you're probably not that exposed anyway. So enjoy your trip or something like that. So even in that first email, so I don't understand necessarily what's going on with the mask stuff. And I feel what's horrible about it is that there is there is answers out there. It's just it's so politicized and it's so convoluted and it's on purpose that right. way. It's to make this weird division. It's very frustrating. Okay, let's address the first th- thing thing you brought up, which is you you you, com- you compared the, the the fact that we probably shot down United ninety three with the fact that Fauci lied about the N ninety five thing, right? Like I mean, like 
even Trump held back. He said some things, but okay. he even held back how much he knew. Let me make and like so. It's not just that Fauci. It's not Fauci just only. It's it's the American government at that okay. time. Okay. All right. So my point is is that if that happened, if Dick Cheney or or Bush did make the decision to shoot down United ninety three, it was not Bush. We know we know probably it was Dick Cheney uh, or Donald Rumsfeld. We know why they made that call is because it's going to fucking hit a building or something and even more people would die. What was so so if he lied about that, you know, the lie is to protect the uh, the American people's faith in the government or whatever it was. Same maybe the same motivation for Fauci for lying. Uh, But what would be the benefit of us sending money to a virology lab in China, which is trying to make virus is better if the if the the united three thing is defendable because we can understand the logic that would go into why they shot it down what uh, you can make you can use the same like morality to defend international relations international relations is a possibility i guess um because they 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 wanted to try to maybe help get, get an idea into like by maybe funding some of Chinese labs, they're maybe able to get information out of Chinese labs, so they get like a they get to glean a little bit of information but about no what's one should on have behind Chi- no China. one should have the information gleaned from making viruses deadlier to human beings. We're no doing one it should here, be doing though, it, but we're all doing it everywhere. Though, I mean, right? I mean, like everyone's doing it. Like I have, I know a person in my family, not my family actually technically, but like read that as much as you want. Anyways, they are. It, they used to be in bio labs like this, and they said shit to me where they were like, "Dude, like I have to follow crazy procedures. If I don't, I could leak out like incredibly contagious, dangerous diseases." And they stated some. And I'm, I wouldn't I blame the any, scientists. I blame the people who are ordering them to try to make viruses deadlier to people. I don't blame the scientists. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just saying. There's there 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 are labs all over, right? Where there's like I mean, it's, horrible it's all it's all legal by the Geneva Convention. You're not allowed. Like no no country is allowed to do that. Do what exactly? Test uh, on humans? No. Uh, attempt to make a virus deadlier to human beings. No no no. These, these oh, so the bio labs I'm talking about specifically. They have they have just viruses. They have things. They have yeah, but horrible, that's that's necessary. There's good in that. But they get, and the but good they, in the but Wuhan, they test. They play with those, they test, and they look at them. Yeah, and but the idea is up. to make them less vi- – to, to, to prepare for them, to prevent sure. people from dying from them. So and maybe, you could argue that's maybe, the – yeah, the front-facing-wise, that's what the But maybe the, the funding was going to what they thought was you know, on the up and up and didn't realize that there actually was shady shit going on. Yeah, so I that's, don't know. that's the point of the Rand Paul thing is that I don't he's know. saying, look, you had evidence that they were doing Correct. the thing you weren't – And you have yeah. to ask questions, and you have to ask questions, and you have that's to That's a very important questions. question to ask. Here's the thing that always gets me right. When <clears throat> early on, when you were not allowed to ask the question about whether it was a lab leak theory, where literally journalists were banned yes. on like what was it, Facebook or Twitter because Both. they asked questions about the lab leak. Both banned them. Like that happened early on in like March 2020. Yes. And now today we are much more confident with that and everything. But the way we want to shut down like the ability to have a conversation or question anything, and the way that they're doing it by like either kicking you off of like social media or like you know attacking your sms's however they plan on doing that if they plan on doing that there's a there's a real fast there's a twitter thing that's uh, every time you look at twitter trending twitter's like uh the biden and harris administration does not have the ability to edit or censor sms text messages it's like why are you saying that the chief of staff Biden's chief of staff has said himself that he's on the phone with facebook every single day and there have been a 
apparently points where like they've they've literally gone out and handpicked moments and been like you know flag that tweet flag that or whatever flag that post on facebook well yeah facebook and twitter they at this they shouldn't be but at this point it's very obvious that they're working they're they, cherry picking yeah. the administration is cherry picking things yeah. and telling things to be science so anyways it's all a really dangerous world if you think about what happened in march 2020 where people were banned talking about the lab theory if today's world was able to exist with the type of regulations that they they want to have on social media and on your text messages then if you were to even mention the lab leak theory today's world it would never get it would never get any steam it would never go anywhere and you could essentially silence silence real science and here's the problem when you take any type of science and you say hey this this virus popped up in wuhan china what's there there's a wet market there's also a viral lab okay um you know what it didn't come from is the viral lab it only came from the, the wet market then i go wait yeah but what? it was also said to be racist to say it was from the wet market so. it was it was that was a way to shut it down right but here's the thing so let's flip that on its head let's say all of a sudden the virus comes out and everybody jumps on board everyone cnn msnbc everyone just jumps on board They're like it's a virus from a lab and and then all of a sudden you know trump was like could have come from a pangolin in a wet market and everyone's all like that's racist because you're fucking you're talking about wet markets in china and blah 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 and that's racist i would i and, and like in every in, in, then then some lab uh, or some um uh journalists in march 2020 were like hey we actually you know have these like theories that is probably did come from a pangolin everyone's all like shut up cancel them cut their posts off of facebook they can't say that it's only a lab theory it's a lab leak theory we're only going with that this is all march 2020 I might. Oh, I remember. I, 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 I myself, right? I would literally be like, "Hey, why can't I question the pangolin theory? That's weird." I believe the, the pang. I believe the pangolin theory, and thought, "Okay, we, well. we need to get mad at China for eating fucking pangolins. We should put, shut so, down these so, wet markets." I totally agree. We, I, we talked about it when the early uh, in our contagion spoiler cast, I think, or whatever, or maybe it was a watch. I can't remember which. But like, we talked about that, right? About like, I believe the thought, lie that I was fed to believe. But also Correct. called racist for believing in it. For believing it, right? No, but here's the thing, right? So, like, when you when you have two options for where this virus could have come from, it's very clear: wet market or potential viral lab. And someone says it's not one of them, no matter what you say. No. To me, that's not being open to science. That's not being open to the facts and letting the evidence tell the truth. It's it's saying immediately, don't look at this one, no matter what. Whichever one they would have picked. I, I myself would immediately been like, something's up. Something's up. Why are you telling me not there to look at this There hasn't been a one? lot of science in the, the age of COVID. The people who made the vaccines, yeah, they did science. But outside What's of that, crazy is and that the people who made the, find... yeah, the coronavirus, they were doing some pretty advanced science as well. But, uh... but, you, you, but here's the thing. In the United States... They constantly ignore this this like study that like like about like what uh, was from Australia. It was about like the immunity that is likely that you have if you got COVID, you have immunity from COVID. Now, does that mean you have immunity from Delta? I don't know if they've done that far testing in Australia. But the reality was is at the time there was no real Delta variant when this this, this study came out. I don't believe that there was were a Delta they were in, doing in Australia where they were like, oh my god, it looks like you might have really, like long term immunity from COVID. And then you hear if you think about it, you go back to Trump and Trump was all like, I might be immune forever. And you're and like, oh, maybe American doctors knew about this immunity. And that's why they told Trump, and Trump went and said it out loud, and everyone was like, "Shut the fuck up, Trump! Why are you saying that shit out loud? We're not supposed to let the public know that." He said, "If you get sick, I, maybe get... I'm immune. I don't know." Right? Because maybe the, the doctors next were like, line was, "I don't know," because because that's what the doctors said to him. Yeah. You might be immune now. We don't know exactly. Yeah. And then Australia comes Probably. out months later and says that there is this like immunity, right? Like that you might have long term immunity from COVID, but they're still studying it, right? But in the United States, that conversation isn't being had. 
It's just vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Why are we not even talking about the immunity? And then Rand Paul talks about it and he gets shut down for it. And it's like, I understand that everyone is frustrated because they think Rand Paul's trying to connect the American government into also being, um, you know, doing the wrong thing and causing the problem that created this. And it all happened under the Trump administration or whatever the fuck. And that's whatever. But like, it's, it's, it just feels like, like, it's like, what's scarier is like when anybody asks a question and they're immediately like shut down or they're not allowed to ask that question. That to me is just so much scarier. Like that's scary to me. And then you have all the like you know the idiots. In you the should world be scared. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you, you want me to say don't be don't be frightened, I, I would say oh, be, I, I, be far know, more you're... terrified and pessimistic than you act like you are. <laughs> I, I would say uh, I'm a credit. Oh, dude, you, dude, dude. Act like you I, might be in a camp in five years because that's how I fucking think about the world right now. Dude, we I'm, are not far off 1984 right now, buddy. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty blown away actually. How far? I I do I do worry a little bit about what we consider to be freedoms now you should worry in some ways. i mean because you have kids you should worry more than i am i, I get to die in one to 40 years yeah and, and, and then i, I don't have to worry about the, the the world at all anymore but you, you i mean it's not just kids it's grandkids great grandkids great great grandkids this this lineage of 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 caring about the world long after you you're you're dead i don't have it in in me man i don't i don't i, I have no after I, I I can't say, say like I know this sounds like an overstatement, but I have no faith in humanity anymore. I always spent my life wondering how it went from this is my neighbor to my neighbor is hiding Jews in their attic, to calling secret police phone numbers. And but, but as soon as I you know had somebody Ralph's being like murderer because I wasn't wearing a mask, on, oh, I had it like under my nose or whatever at me. I mean, it didn't happen. Someone said that to you. Uh, you, you said you. Put your nose up. You're murder. Put your mask over your nose, please. You can murder people doing that. And I'm like, yeah, it's a minute, Ralph's. Uh, and I'm just like, wow. I have no faith in humanity anymore. The, the people took to authoritarianism and tattling on their neighbors and Very calling confident. the police, saying their neighbors were having a an anti-COVID party. In LA, in LA, in LA, in LA, New York, Michigan, the most I can't speak places. for any of those places because I don't live there. But in Northern California, it's not that. Well, and you know, and I'm from Texas. In the part and of Northern the, California I live in, it's not that. I should say the entire but state of Texas hear, probably didn't do that either, and that's where I'm from. So right, but like, but like, just so you know, like from my understanding, just so you can hear, like, what an outsider of LA hears. What I I've I've noticed is that like when people refer to California, they only refer to LA, and like so like at first they're like you know oh. I, yeah, I no, that's not fair. You're right. That, it's L.A. Like, and San but they're Francisco. Like, they're like, there's a mask mandate in L.A. That's just L.A., though. And it's like, actually, that's not just in L.A. That's actually here in Northern California now, too. Like, we have the mask mandate now as well because it's a whole California thing. Because it's like it's like the mob. Like, the, the federal government goes to, like, you know, to the governors that will listen and goes, hey, maybe you, you do this, do this. But you do, have, you do you have the mask mandate You want me to now? actually break something. And then, the, and then the governors are like, okay, and, and we'll pay you our insurance. And then the governors go. And then they go to, like, you know, all the, the counties and are like, hey, why don't you do this? You don't want me to actually break something, right? And then, and then, and then, no, 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 we don't. And so when California, when, when it ro starts to roll, when I heard about it rolling out in LA, I looked at my wife and I went, babe, this is going to come to our area soon, too. Did it? Is, it? is it mandated there? It's recommended. Yeah, it's recommended. The mandate's only LA County. But well, like I said, Northern California is a lot of people think Northern California is incredibly liberal and it's all hippies. And the reality is there's actually a lot more red up here than there is blue. 
And so there is, that's why it's a recommendation versus a mandate because the state is telling these counties to recommend it. But these counties are like, our constituents are like not going to be super down with this. But here's the thing I keep hearing about LA, and this is what I was trying to get to earlier. I keep hearing about this in LA. This is the perspective I hear outside of LA about LA. And you please, I want your opinion after I say this. Um, most people are saying that like the people in LA are are loving it, are loving not you, obviously. This is not you at all. This yeah, is no, not you're, you're not wrong. You. You're not wrong so far. This is not representative of you at all, Felk. Right? This is supposed to be representative of the LA majority. Culture. The majority, right? Of yeah. LA. So, like, the people of LA love this pandemic. They love the masks. They love the idea of keeping the authoritarian world going on, and that sounds horribly scary to me because it's like yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me now what do you think about that i think it is correct that enough do that la wants to like is like leading the way in terms of the authoritarian uh pro lockdown stuff there are unquestionably people who prefer a world in which they can see people not wearing masks and hate them they 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 just like you could see a person wearing a I don't know, yellow star and say, I hate that person. That person's the reason I don't have money. That person's the reason I don't have. I would never daughter. say that. No, not you. I'm pointing at. Oh. I'm, <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. No, no, I'm not. No, you're, you're not a Nazi, you're, you're, nor do you have I'm authority. A you, and you're also a libertarian parenthetical centrist somehow um, almost the, the, no you're you were six down we took the test together you were six <laughs> down on libertarian you're just left wing or very slightly left. by the way i know a lot of people probably don't like all the politics talks we're, we're, we're getting into right now i don't know if we saw if listeners you do if you do like the politic talk we're getting into you might like our 2020 episode about 2020 the whole year we did a wrap-up at the end of 2020 and i would also say that we took a politics quiz i don't remember which episode that is or what it's called folks. what was it called uh the that was the uh what is it uh house arrest episode or the cool boys are uh shelter not shelter in place that was for covid what was it called uh, uh not quarantine i thought we took a curfew boys quiz. curfew boys is that Curfew Boys? The curfew Boys, that? yeah. That's that. Okay. Curfew Boys, check it out, because that episode, we took the whatever this political test no, that felt. But my point is, is that take. I, I wasn't, I know, I, I, I was doing the pointing as certain people are in, or certain cultures perhaps are inclined to embrace authoritarianism, othering, and blaming other people. Whatever allowed, I guess. I don't know where exactly where Nazism started. I'm going to guess Berlin. Uh, you know, whatever mindsets where people were desperate to to blame a people for everything that had been going wrong, and they somebody gave them Jews, and they all took to it. L.A. is primed for that. L.A. the L.A. mindset was so ready to embrace locking down, ratting on your neighbors yelling at people in, in, in Ralph's uh, and, and looking at other people who are not complying with a brand new rule that gives you safety and gives you comfort, see people disobey it and, and just spewing hatred at them. And, and, and uh, yeah, LA seems to be the number one place in America primed for that kind of takeover or change. Wow. And, and I live um, here. So yeah, like I said, and I'm Up scared. Here, it's, it's not that, right? It's not that. I've never been yelled at for not wearing my mask. I've, I've gone into like the campus club up here, and I, I've this. They wear masks inside, and I was like, "Hey, am I supposed to wear a mask?" And they're like, "Are you vaccinated?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm vaccinated. Like, you don't have to wear a mask then." And I'd go inside, and everyone's masked up. All the all the servers, right? The people that work there, they're all masked up. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, I feel uncomfortable not being masked up right now. 
it, it's very much the psychological effect, right, of, like, not being the masked one in the room. But nobody, like, and other people will come in to buy weed, and they're masked. Some are masked and some aren't masked, and nobody calls out anyone says they're killing them. You know what I mean? Or killing someone else. Like, that doesn't exist. Like, they're like, everyone's just like, okay, that's you. That's who you are. You you want to wear your mask? You don't want to wear your mask. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That, no one's upset. The laissez-faire libertarian attitude is, is uh, something that is completely missing in L.A. Um, it, it, it scares me. But, I mean, again, I have my escape state. I think you should move. I, I've been saying it on air, off air for a while now i think i don't i don't i don't like you in la i don't like being in la either but nobody else wants me to move i want you to move uh, you're the only person advising me to move why don't you come move up to my place you can sleep in my bed with me i'll spoon you every night you just gotta you gotta be my spoon pillow i mean i gotta be honest if i'm escaping we'll we'll, we'll wait let's wait until after september 15th or whenever the election is ultimately if i'm i'm escaping i'm not staying within gav, gav, gav emperor newsom's grip you know as if if the if the rule of emperors or whatever position darth vader actually held i'm not really sure what it was he was a Darth Lord. He was a Lord, was a I guess. Lord. He was a Lord. He was yeah, he's a Lord. Whatever a Lord is in, in Star Wars. Uh, you know, he, the he idea owns, is that he, he owns yeah. all. Mu- um, uh, um, uh, not Mustafar. Was it Mustafar? What the fuck's the name of the planet? Is it Mustafar? Mustafar you yeah, know, Mustafar is the lava planet. That's his. Right. His, yeah, yeah. He owns he's, that. He's, that's his planet. Yeah, that became his planet after uh, Revenge of the Sith, and he got a castle there. Yeah. And we see that castle for the. First why time he would want that planet of all the planets? The one that burned his legs off. He wants that one. He gets that one. But uh, my point is that the old thing is that you know the the more you tighten your grasp, the more star systems will slip through your fucking fingers yeah the opposite seems to work with with gavin the more he tightens the more people love him at least in la and in la and, and, and i'll have to wait until after the election to see and maybe san fran and parts of the bay uh, probably bay san, francisco, maybe yeah, well. san francisco and bay area monterey i don't know wherever no i mean monterey I and carmel they, kind of conservative those are the type of people when you think of monterey and mostly carmel like those are the people when they talk about it, like on news where like like these are the people that voted Trump but you know quietly never talked you know never talk about it stayed quiet about it and that's the people in Carmel that, that much, I, I I would believe it having been to Carmel just once but um yeah if I'm gonna if I'm gonna escape I'm not I'm not escaping into saying in California I'm I'm escaping to a uh, free state because when the Civil War happens. Texas. Yeah, Texas. But who knows? Maybe we'll have maybe Caitlyn Jenner will be our fucking governor soon. Uh yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Do you wanna do you wanna move on to Black Widow? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh all right. Here we are. <laughs> However I do this. So cool. Copy time, just yeah, so cool. So cool. This episode we'll be discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Something we haven't discussed in ten episodes, <gasps> and really, uh, and I mean we yeah te- yeah uh, eight episodes of Throw Alien, but there was Midnight Run and Army of the Dead, and what also. was supposed to be the first entry to Phase Four, but is the first cinematic entry into Phase Four. So we will forgo our Cool Boy updates. We didn't do that, and shove nope. ourselves right into ScarJo's back win- window. Ah, oh, I get it. And share all the fabulous boners back doors, which confused me. That's an asshole. Back window? Maybe that's the uh, 
urethra i don't know and share all the fabulous boaters she has given us they got they got three holes back there and one's too small to put your dick in but uh people have tried and it's it's grisly have you seen pornos of that to try to fuck the pee hole yeah that's that i mean it's eastern european shit <laughs> yeah the cool right. boy we want we both watch black widow um i saw it at a theater without a mask on which is no longer allowed wait are you doing the spoiler theme are we are you gonna do that yeah i'll put it in there it's time for spoilers ain't it cool Yes, we both watched Black Widow. I watched it in a movie theater without a mask on, which I'm no longer allowed to do in the county of Los Angeles. And I believe you watched it how? On Disney Plus. Was it thirty dollars? Uh, yeah, like twenty nine ninety nine. I wanted to see it in theaters. I am crazy yeah, you, busy right you now. You said you would. I, but I had yeah. no ability to do it, so I still plan on seeing it in theaters. But the reality is, is is it worth now going to see it? In no, the and answer we is no. In, well, that's folks' answer. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But let's get into something else different about Black Widow. Let's get into the MCU franchise and let's rate all of Black Widow's, you know, uh, roles in these different films that we have. We've done this uh, for Thor, if I'm not mistaken, and Spider Man, I think. Um, I think we did it for Falcon the Winter Soldier, and we did it for WandaVision. We followed all of them. So we're going to follow just the character of Black Wid Widow, and we're going to rate her out of five. Five out of five boys okay. uh, is the best, uh, and zero out of five boys is, means nothing. Um, and we're going to go through just her appearances in the MCU. So starting first, Iron Man 2. I didn't really care for this Black Widow that much. I think it was great casting okay. in, in the in the long run, but at the time, I was skeptical. And um, when I saw Iron Man 2, I wasn't impressed much by the character of uh, Black Widow. Not to say anything about Scarlett Johansson and how sexy she is. Just the character of Black Widow, I was not that impressed. So I'll give her 2.5 out of 5 boys. Okay. I'm not going to use boys for this. Because... What? Uh, Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson is a woman. And of I course, women girls. are objects. And should not... You, you're saying we were reviewing... You said we were reviewing her character? It's no yes. character. It's a sex object. It's a fuck doll. Women are just objects to be... Uh, uh, I'm being so... Yes, I am playing a character here because I'm not entirely... I'm not that fucking uh, misogynistic. But are you I'm, sure? I, I mean, I don't know, honestly, at this point anymore. I don't know whether or not I'm being sarcastic anymore or, or honest. I'm going to use uh, the typical 1 to 10 rating scale of the sexiness. Uh, you Purely fuckability. I'm only rating fuckability. Iron Man... I'm a, arguably the most fuckable. Iron Man 2. Iron Man, sorry, yeah, Iron Man 2. Arguably the most fuckable she appears. I'm going to give her a 10 out of 10 on this one. How is this going to make sense? If I'm rating a character and you're rating a fuckability, I guess I got to go fuckability because I can't change you. No, right? you do you. I do me. No, it doesn't make any sense. Chocolate and peanut butter. Skills. It's fine. It's fine. We can use two different skills. 
All right, I can rate her fuckability on the boy scale if that helps you. I'll give her a yes. five out of five boys. If that, if oh, it, oh, so no, 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 it wasn't the you the, give you give fuckable boys. So she has five out of five fuckable sure. boys for you. That if the, it, it was, it was it, so it wasn't the fact that I was using a different metric. It was or different uh, criteria. You didn't like the fact that I was using a different metric. The, the ten out, yes. one out of ten, ten. you versus one out of ten, one to five. Yeah, no, the five out of five. Not fair. Five out of five fuckable boys. I love it. All right. Okay, moving on to the Avengers. Avengers. I love this version of Black Widow. I don't care for the hair much. Yep. But um, I do like what Joss Whedon uh, does with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, he plays to her, her strengths. He get, he makes Black Widow, to me, really sexy, as opposed to just making her change her clothing in the backseat of a car in Iron Man 2. He actually makes her really sexy um, because she's strong and she's powerful as well, and she's charming she's fucking cool like she's become black widow to me finally i give the avengers version of black widow a 4.5 out of 5 character boys she's almost as fuckable as an iron man 2 the ass shot of her looking at loki and tra trapped under that little uh girder or whatever very good ass shots we got more ass but we didn't see her tits as much cleavage no bra the hair the hair of iron man 2 is so much more you want to pull it this one you pull it comes off because it's a wig or a weave uh four out of five on the fuck fuckable boys so she's down one down one okay i gotta say the hair in iron man 2 for me i did not like i think it's her best hair i know we've talked about the hair a lot we've had a lot a lot of conversations about the hair off more interesting than the character had, of black widow have we ever had a scarlett johansson black widow hair conversation on the podcast maybe with noli probably maybe? The, i mean probably Okay, Captain America the Winter episodes. Soldier. Captain America the Winter Soldier is my favorite <clears throat> version of Black Widow in all of the MCU. This is my five out of five uh, character boys, six out of five character boys. Not only is she incredibly sexy, her sexy factor is five out of five fuckable boys for me in this one, but she's posing harder. Her sexy doggy doggy style poses. She's she's also being referenced by even Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury as essentially as being able to do anything meaning that she will fuck her way to you know the top yeah well not to get to her top but to, show. but to complete an operation right like she'll do whatever she needs to do um and then that's something that's also referenced a little bit later in age of ultron but yeah winter soldier for me has the best fucking scar joe black widow poster i know people have mocked it because they're like it's a ridiculous pose I don't give a shit. I think it's even mocked in the movie Black Widow, technically. It's a little Easter egg they did. Um, but I don't give a shit. I think it's a fucking awesome poster. I think it's a hot poster. She looks great. I think I, I, this is my favorite version of Black Widow. Five out of five. Okay, yeah. So, uh, well, for me, I, I feel like this is the second best Scarlet hair. Captain America Civil, uh, or the Winter Soldier, I mean. I love that you're so focused on the hair. Best hair for me. Best hair, Well, because the, the body doesn't really change that much, you know, as she ages. The hair's still, everything. It still these... stays tight, but they change the hair fucking drastically every episode, every, every movie one, episode. Yeah. Practically an episode. Uh, but she doesn't show off anything in this one. There's a couple of ass shots, but it's pretty minimal. It's not, like, super exciting. I'm going to make out scene. Who she make out with? She makes out with Steve. She's faking, the though. To hide from Frank Grillo. See, she gradually gets less sexy in every movie. Unfortunately, she uh, gets older. You mean? No, no. She they can still. She's still sexy enough at her current age. Uh, 
No, they intentionally sexualize her less. I mean, this isn't even a mystery. They've she, she's spoken out she's about this. She's talked about it. Yeah, she's talked about it, it. it. In the in the press junkets for this movie, it's been discussed. And and I, I feel like Winter Soldier is the big decline. So I'm going to bring this one down to three. I, and by and this half. movie, I meant Black Widow, the movie we're generally talking about tonight. Yeah, well, just over the course of all the performances, how she's. But they've th- they've talked about. It. I mean, like Scarlett Johansson's had interviews where she's like, "The worst costume I ever wore was this." They almost had me wear tennis whites at the beginning of Winter Soldier. Like, like she's she's gone into it. She's like, "The most comfortable costume I've ever worn to date is the one I wear in Black Widow." Like there was a lot of talking about how they used to sexualize the hell out of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and they, they were just, right to do that, and they were wrong Widow. to stop it. They shouldn't have stopped it, and I'm I'm penalizing these movies. Jeremy Renner called her a slut. Was he talking about Scarlett Johansson or, or Black Widow? Maybe Black Both. Widow. Um, there was a I remember okay. Scarlett Johansson got really frustrated at one point, um, with some interviewer during the Avengers uh, press junket where he kept asking like, "What were you were wearing underneath the cat suit?" And she's like, got really fresh. She's like, how come you're so focused on like what I was wearing underneath the catsuit? Because she obviously was like excited to talk about how Black Widow was not just this random sexualized object in Iron Man 2. She had a little bit more meat on the bones. Um, literally, too, by the way. She's a little thick in the Avengers. Nice. Um, okay, so what, what, what was my your turn. rating? <laughs> this is yeah, my, what was yeah. your rating for Winter Soldier, though? Okay, my, uh, my, uh, three and a half, I guess. Okay, nice. Cool. All right, you ready to move on to Age of Ultron? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, is, is this your best hair or your least favorite hair? After those first three, it's kind of just a wash. Um, the hair, take it, leave it. It's it, it's unremarkable. It's blonde, It's red, then it's blonde, then it's red. What whatever. I mean, it, it, none, none of them really stand out after uh, those those first three. Well, Age of Ultron is a little bit of a spin on the Avengers hair. It's like the same hair, like shortness. Obviously, curlier. Joss Whedon really liked her hair short, but um, it's also it's it's a little bit more. I don't know. It's like it's a little bit more done up. It's not smooth and curled. It's a little more wavy. Um, I I don't really care for this hair either at all. But I liked Black Widow. Not that much in this either. Like her jokes didn't work when she's just like a little long as or or uh, whatever it was like uh, Thor says something like um, okay. uh, oh shit I don't remember what it is like something like uh, at long last you know we were about to get you know defeat Hydra and get Loki scepter and then Black Widow was all like a a, a a little last a little long or whatever is lasting too long or something like that and it's just like ah oh, that's not good. And then the, her whole that's flirting Whedon's with fault. that's not her. I I know, but like she didn't really deliver it. And then like her flirting with Mark Ruffalo didn't really pay. The Mark off Ruffalo, and, pair, the Hulk pairing was wrong from the start. Yeah, and that's Joss Whedon as well, right? Like he sets that up, but like it just neither one of them. I don't think Mark Ruffalo or or Scarlett Johansson. It makes her less sexy by pairing her. It up does. With it Mark makes Ruffalo. her way less sexy. And then she has the whole conversation where she's like, "I'm a monster because I've had my vagina ripped out." And you're like, one. "Oh right. Jesus Christ! This is what's going on." This character's getting dark. I did like her little flashback, and I thought to myself, "Wouldn't it be awesome if you got to see like that movie as a Black Widow film?" And I was so excited when I did see the flashback in Age of Ultron, though. Um, I don't know what rating I gave her, but I would give her probably like didn't give it yet. <laughs> three out of five boys. Three out of five. I'll give it. Th- I'll bring it down to three. The Age of Ultron. Okay, now Civil War. What is your boys? Two and a half. No, she stays at three for this one. She doesn't take a dive. 
I would say 3.5 out of 5 uh, boys. Um, I I like that she kind of is a little bit more of a mentor role for uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, or excuse me, Wanda. Uh, I, I like how she kind of, you know... They don't even have a conversation plays... together. No, they do in the very beginning, in fact. Um, oh, yeah, which is like, look, yeah, I know I can read my... That's it. Second nature. Yeah, I, well, I point that out because I don't think Civil War passed the Bechdel test. What's that? Oh, uh, let's not get into it. Okay. Anyway, so um, I'm sure I've heard of it. We can do familiar. we can do a whole episode about it. So, but like, like she she's also like right. kind of like the great like little linchpin to Tony Stark and to Steve Rogers because they both are obviously at heads the whole movie. She's kind of the only person that sits in that gray zone in between them, and she kind of does play both sides in that way, which is kind of nice to the character of Black Widow the way she's kind of you know an espionage double agent type of stuff, right? But like, um, it's it's also fun for the script i give her three three point five out of five boys i i i and it's weird because now we're like back to long hair again it's like jesus christ i couldn't i couldn't I, yeah, I couldn't really describe this hair i couldn't pick any of the other hairs out of a lineup it's like a it's like a more voluminous version of uh winter soldier's hair and winter soldier's hair is like a really thin like version really you know very like uh middle part very clean very you know thin hair I um, oh, infinity right, war in, infinity war we got blonde hair that's something special for you huh short again short, i don't like it so blonde i don't like it blonde she's always there's nothing special about her, her blonde now she just looks like bomb scarlett johansson and i don't um, like it so i two. feel like the blonde is weird right because like you give it two yeah i'm bringing it down now Okay, um, I, I, I feel the blonde's weird because, like, Scarlett Johansson is a blonde, right? As far as we know. And, Probably not, And, yeah. like, it's just, like, one of those things you're just kind of, like, she's supposed I'm to be I'm guessing under the skins are natural hair color. Maybe it is, yeah. Um, but, like, you're watching, like, this, you know, this, this, this blonde, you know, character with an actress that's comfortably in the – usually blonde, and it just felt so – I don't know. It felt so kind of – false it didn't match it didn't work with her um but i did like it more than the red cuts uh short uh avenger haircuts that we had earlier um i'll i'll give this one though i like i like you know black widow's involvement in this i kind of like the way that she takes a little bit of a backseat role she's not going to get that much you know uh screen time in this film because she's gonna get so much more in the next one but i liked what she had like i like when she like plays off of okoya and scarlet uh scarlet witch in the battle in Wakanda, um, I like how she shows up with uh, uh, Steve Rogers. I prefer her entrance uh, more so than I prefer Steve Rogers' entrance, actually, in that scene. Um, yeah, I, I guess I give her what you give her two. I guess I give her three point five out of five boys. It's it's about the same as Civil War. Yeah, two. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll give Endgame two as well. You know, I like the earlier aspects of Endgame a lot with Scarlett Johansson's acting and making peanut butter sandwiches and crying into them. I actually liked that. I thought it was really well done. Um, it was is, nice is she an emotionless to... killer? Is she an emotional wreck? Her character's all over the place. Her character's all over the place. There are, but like I think at that point, five years later, the idea is that she never ever was able to kind of, you know, you know, coincide in this new world that like doesn't, like that doesn't, have the family that yeah, she Captain needs America moves on but she can't she can't right she's so tied to family and I guess because of Black Widow you know why not really not really um, no it doesn't answer that question at all she she gets more screen time and she dies 
but I don't know. It's not like a, it's not that great. I'll give it three point five out of five boys. I kind of like that she was like grew her hair out and then had the blonde tips. But then is that five years of hair growth? I don't know. No, it's like a few months. It doesn't it, it doesn't work out? There's no inciting incident that caused her to start growing out, stop dying the hair. Yeah, nothing that we saw. You know, two, she's it, still two. It, I think I think what 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 Marvel did in Endgame is they did this wonderful moment where they just cut the film and went to black and faded back in and had a different scene in the new world, right? And five years later and all that stuff, and they had so much fun doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of hope that they don't do that again in another movie, at, maybe at the end of it, and cut to black, and then you don't really actually know what happens to a character. I just hope they don't ever do that again. Like, I really don't hope – I just hope that doesn't happen. Like, a character's left in a really, you know, precarious situation, cliffhanger-type ending, and they just cut, and you don't find out whatever happened to that. It's kind of – I just hope they don't get caught in a trend like that. You don't think they did that in Black Widow, do you? No, <laughs> I don't think they achieved successfully anything in Black Widow. No, no, no. I'm talking about something that would not be successful. Like maybe just like at the end of the movie, cutting to black and not showing how a character gets out of a really precarious situation. Do you, oh, that you you're know? talking about. Yeah, no, right. that, that felt like an after. Like, that felt like an editing mistake. It felt. It, it did. It felt like, the, the, and then the next scene is an post-credit scene that they forgot to put after the credits. Yeah, and so what's weird about that, right, is that like. They're leaving it ambi- this, like the ambiguity is there for the idea that like maybe she's a scroll, maybe something happened. I don't know. Who's this blonde Natasha? Even though like in the context within the film Black Widow, Natasha in the very beginning has blue dyed hair as a little girl. So when she dyes her hair blonde by the end of the film, it's kind of like a full circle, right? She's doing something that she liked to do as a kid when she was with her family and felt the most at home with her family. She's now again at home with her family by the end of Black Widow, so she dyes her hair again. It's supposed to bring context of why her hair has died in Avengers Infinity War, and it fails. It fails miserably. Let's get into our cool boy rating of Black Widow. Felk, nope. you need to go first. Nope. Um, I, You're, I, sorry. I, not, I, nope. Not nope. yet. Not yet. What? We have something more important to, to, than our ratings that I believe, based on precedent, should be slotted in right now. It's not on our docket. We got a lot of things on our agenda still, but there's, this one is not on here. We have to make an update to something, a previous list, a very Travolta. important list. Travolta. <laughs> and I forgot to do this. So if I, it seemed like I maybe wasn't paying attention at certain points of what, when you were last talking, it's because I... I was going through the list because I forgot about this too and forgot Wait, to. Why come don't you with my hold answer. the list of Loki? Why don't you hold the list of Loki and we no, can do it after no, Loki? No, 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 no. We caught up. We caught up with Falcon the Winter Soldier. We every entry, every entry. Okay, so it's every Marvel entry moving on. It's also on. best that we both forgot, so that way now we have to come up with it uh, on, the, on, on, the the, on the fly. And I'll, I'll, yes. I'll talk for just long enough for you to look at John Travolta's photography. Wait, no, copy paste it into the document. Let's put make it make it make it real. Make it official. Let's see. You want the entire list? Yeah, every every single Marvel spoiler cast from here on out. If we're doing this, let's have this list. We'll just keep. I'll keep copying and pasting it into the uh, next Marvel thing for Loki. And when Shang Shay shows up, Shang Chi. I got I got that one. I got that one saved away. Nice. Oh, you do. You actually have one ready to go for that one. Yeah. I love it. Okay. All right. Fine. Moving on to 
Go ahead, Felk. Why don't you set it up? All right. So, Scarlet Joe. All right. So for Black Widow, my no, no, what's this? What's oh this yeah, yeah, yeah. What we have to explain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every episode, every time we do it, right? So in the previous episode, you should all listen to if you're listening to us from Throw Away Land. Uh, called John Travolta's hair in the MCU. We paired every single. I had to force that episode upon you. We we paired it. every single uh, MCU movie with a John Travolta haircut or wig from a John Travolta movie. Uh, we're not going to go down the list. We are just updating it here and adding in this new entry, uh, which is John, which is going to be Black Widow. So we have to pick a John Travolta hair. Now. When I think of Black Widow, what's the first thing that comes into my mind? Scarlett Johansson's ass. Because of her shot in Avengers, where you see her ass, and her shot in Iron Man, where you see her tits, but also ass. Tits. You know what I like? Ass. What I like, hang on, hang on. Her thigh gap. I love her thigh gap, and her best thigh gap is Civil uh, War, in my opinion. I'm not really into thigh gaps, but thigh gaps are a factor in what I- I'm pairing it with. Now... When I think of great asses throughout cinematic and visual history, outside of porn and movies, there's the uh, music video for, I can't remember who, you might, call the, the remix of Call On Me with the yoga instructor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Eric Pride's Call On Me, and the original song was Valerie by uh, uh, Steve Winwood. And what is that music video inspired by? It was it was inspired by a wonderful, delicious uh, movie uh, starring uh, John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis called I don't fucking know. I had to uh, look it up. It's moment per- by moment or some no, shit. No, it's perfect. Nineteen eighty-five. Perfect. Oh. perfect. A female aerobics instructor meets a male reporter doing a story on health clubs, but it isn't love at first sight. I don't know if it's comedy or a thriller or what. But uh, that is the one because of the ass, because of the sexuality, because of the uh, femininity. I'm going with perfect. You're going with perfect. Wow. Oh, that's that's just perfect, Felk. Type in an informal. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I um I have no fucking clue. Obviously, you you came up with something. While I, I, I scrolled down the list, saw Jamie Lee Curtis and him, thought of that music video, and said that one. Shit, man! What the fuck could? I mean, I could just go perfect, too. You could too, just go perfect, too. List. There's no rules against you just stealing it. I guess I'll just steal perfect, because, yeah, Jamie I also considered uh, Eyes of an Angel. I have no idea what it's about, but I like the title. And Scarlett Johansson does indeed have the eyes of an angel. Um. Yeah, having not thought about this at all, I'm just going to take the easy way out and go with perfect, because I've seen the scene with John Travolta. I've seen the Eric Prize music video, Call On Me. It's body I know all about it. It is hot as fuck. Good. Well, well, ding, because, I mean, I'm not going to add in the ding sound effect, but we, we did dings when we both picked the same one. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's both it. try to remember this for the Loki spoiler cast. Yeah. I'll, Although I'll Loki's a lot the... easier, I think. I already got my, I mean, I haven't seen Loki, Oh, but man. I already got my Loki figured out. Good. All right. Nice. Wonderful. Okay. Maybe well, that was change great. when I see Loki and I'll be like, oh, this doesn't, this hair doesn't apply at all. Maybe. Um, but you know what? That was wonderful to bring back the wonderful classic John Travolta's hair and the MCU revisited again. We have to do it every fucking time. Yeah, I'm adding it to Loki right now because I already started. <laughs> Good work. Okay, great. So um, cool I'll have rating. to think about. I'll have to think about it though. 
uh, what my what my Loki will be. Um, okay, so moving forward, why don't we do now our quick cool boy uh, rating of uh, Black Windows? So, Felk, what is your cool boy rating of Black Window? Two boys. If you, Two if we, if boys. We, I, I saw this last weekend. Had we recorded uh, more recently, I probably would have said two and a half. But as time has moved forward, I've cared about it less. It is a mistake to release it. Uh, well, obviously, it was supposed to have come out in May of 2020. Uh, it would have been too late for it then. It is weird to do this extended flashback to a character who just died. It, it doesn't it has zero consequence as a result. I did not know. I, I, I didn't really know anything about Black Widow. I thought it dealt way more with the timeline of her becoming a Black Widow and the flashback we see in Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. You mean like earlier when I said like Age of Ultron had a really cool flashback and it'd be cool if that was the actual movie? You're right. I think like the, maybe uh, it would have been better. If that maybe, was like that. maybe the logic. No, I agree with that. Um, uh, I, I, yes, uh, more maybe not specifically what they covered in age of Ultron, if they didn't want to retread that territory, but having it only they barely tread that territory though. The, in age of Ultron. The, no, I mean, they, they, yeah, they barely, they barely do it at all. Uh, uh, but if they're, the flashback shouldn't have been to 2016, I, like it should have been further back. I, I didn't I realize it was so recent. And, uh, as a result, yeah. I was just like, this movie needed to come out when it takes place. It does not make sense to make it now. And I didn't like it. I was bored most of the time. And uh, I think the moment where it dropped from two and a half to two boys is is the uh, when Florence Pugh is blown uh, away from an explosion that should have killed her. She's blown clear of the explosion and falls, and the explosion then blows up everything that's in there. And I'm just like, this, this is just stupid cartoon shit mixed with, like, a Harvey Weinstein allegory, which is does not work. All is the, it Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein? I think we, just based on him being fat and having a movie producer kind of feel to him, I felt it more of a, a Weinstein kind of thing. Epstein, I literally thought Epstein from the beginning. Um, I mean, there's so much to cover. We're covering the ending right now, it sounds like. But, like, yeah, like, um, I definitely got more of an Epstein vibe from the beginning. I was a little bit shocked when I, I was literally shocked during the opening credits. I was, I looked, I was like, wow. We're literally getting into child trafficking right now, and 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 not only ch child trafficking, we're getting into Russian versions of MK Ultra. It's just it was it was a very intense opener. Um, but what you're referring to, right, is like the ending where it gets really cartoony. It, it is it is a weird mashup. I know a lot of people are like, it's Bond meets Mission Impossible, but it's not. No. It's more like Mission Impossible meets like Marvel Disney Plus. And having seen this on Disney Plus, it felt more Disney Plus. This than it felt yeah, theatrical. very Disney Plus, I thought. Yes. Yeah, it didn't, it felt, because it felt like it was more aimed towards children, even though it took a really hard, like, stance on violence and swearing. Like, there's a lot of swearing and cussing in this movie. There's a well, lot of shit. There's a lot of douchebags and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of cussing for a kid's film. It's not a kid's film. My kids watched it. Um, oh, my God. My son liked it. My daughter hated it. I asked really? her why did she didn't like it. She's like, it was boring. Yeah. And, okay, keep in mind, my daughter just watched The Abyss, like, a week earlier and loved it, right? Like, the, the special edition that's, like, three hours and loved it and was, you know, watched the whole fucking thing. Like, 
So for her to like watch like The Abyss three hours and go, that was good, and then to watch Black Widow for like two hours and go, that was boring. Uh, I'm trying to say that she's not just a random kid that thinks anything longer than 90 minutes and doesn't have cartoons in is boring. I'm trying to say- No, she's, she's correct. The Abyss is entertaining the entire movie, even the, even the longer boring one. It's, it's yep. stakes. You, you care my, about my the stakes. My son liked it because the girls were, I think, uh, fun for him to watch. I think as far as I, we could gather Man. from what he liked about, to be honest. That's a good sign. And and cannot, uh, yeah, Flopew looks cute. She was fun to, to look at. It was fun to look at her and Scarlet at the same time. But uh, yeah. She's the hottest in this, I think, in anything I've ever seen her in, to be honest. She's hot in uh, when she's Paige, WWE Paige, in whatever that movie's called. No, I don't think she's hot in Fighting uh, with My Family. Fighting with my family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, I don't think she's that hot in it. She looks best with blonde hair. And I she, think she looks the best in this movie than she's looked in anything. I liked her in Midsommar, but I think she looks great in this. Yeah, she's she's the hottest in this. But um, it's, it, and if if she's moving forward, going to be their their dark black widow or whatever, she's fine. She'll 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 be good. Right. Yes. Uh, dark black widow. That's a big thing that we can discuss later when we there's some shit I want to talk about. Um, right, well. So uh, Natasha Romanoff, kind of just go character by character, and then we'll just touch upon the plot because we're not really going through the movie straight through it. Um, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Fanny Longbottom. Oh, so funny. That's literally the character. Mason gave her that name. That was her. That was I didn't her, like that uh, character. Mason felt like this should be a character we already know and care about. Well, okay, but wait, wait, wait. We, we can talk about Mason, but let's talk about Romanoff right now. Scarlett Johansson. She's an old black widow, right? She's not the new breed. She's brainwashed, not mind-controlled. Now, Yelena Belova, Belova, excuse me, Yelena Belova, Florence Pugh, She's the new Black Widow breed, mind-controlled, chemically mind-controlled. Um, I think they were trying to say one was better than the other. Did you? But, like, I don't feel like either are good. It was a little weird. Did you? What did you think about that? Uh, I thought that was just a plot point. I don't know if that was, that was making a statement. It felt like around the dinner table when they got all intense about it, it felt like a statement. It, I don't know. It felt a little weird. I was kind of... I didn't know what they were trying to say. Brainwashing's yeah. okay, but mind control isn't, or mind control's okay, but brain brainwashing isn't. I don't know. Which I think one. it was more that brainwashing was okay, but mind control isn't. Yeah, I felt like it was a little bit more like that. Like, yeah, doing brain old fashioned brainwashing knows. is a lot better than chemical mind control. Um, but what did you think of uh, of 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 Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow in this film? Just in general, like, let's not like rate her like we did earlier, but like, what did you think of of her portrayal as the character, uh, of her acting in this film? You know what? What? What do you think? Uh, I didn't. It felt like she has played this character long enough that she kind of feels like she can do it in her sleep, and was maybe despite this being her big her big movie, she felt the less the least interesting, and perhaps Scarlet Scarlet was the least interested in playing her character this time. It, yes, I totally agree with that one hundred percent. This feels. Yeah, Disney Plus is the way to do. It. I mean, you 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 pay, you you got you you pay for Disney Plus. You pay seven whatever dollars a month, um, and then you get uh, you got uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, quote unquote, for free, and WandaVision, quote unquote, for free. But Disney said, no, nah, you got to pay thirty dollars to see this two hour experience. Do you feel you got the worth out of that? I'm guessing no. <laughs> 
It would have been cheaper than taking the whole family to the theater. Us yes, doing this. That's true. That that I mean. So in that regard, I, I I guess I got the worth out of it. Um, only because of, unfortunately I'm incredibly busy right now in, in my own personal life that I have no time to actually do anything that is not something specific to what I have to do right now. Uh, I'm being elusive because I just don't want to give up too much detail about my life. Sorry. Um. So yeah, I it would for that I guess in the fact that I didn't have to like plan going to a theater and all that shit like and and having to like plan a day around it, which is what you have to do with kids and family. I mean, more compared um, to the WandaVision and, and uh, Falcon. How it, did it compare? I don't. I don't think that I got On more. Plus? I, I don't think this is this is like that much better or feels like that much more premium of product. Is my point. No, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, we talked about that already, I feel like. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yes, I've, it felt like it was Disney Plus quality to me. Um, I Here's the thing. You said this earlier. Maybe we'll touch upon it right now because it has to deal with the character of Natasha Romanoff. Um, earlier you said like something like, you know, it, it feel like bad timing. The You know, I think you were referring to the way that this is – you know, it, not chronologically in the storytelling, but uh, but in sequential order of the movies being released, this being released after Endgame feels a little bit like anticlimactic, and and so what you want to get out of it is something that's a little bit more about like yeah, I, I really want a Budapest or a Budapest uh, movie and not a a a movie that takes place essentially in between Act Three and the epilogue of Captain America: Civil War. And that's what we got in the end. You get that movie. I think here's the reality. I think, I think Marvel was like, we're gonna kill Black Widow in Endgame, and we don't want the audience to see this coming. So we'll schedule a Black Widow movie to come out after Endgame. So you have the natural inclination, the natural thought to think, oh, she makes it out of the movie because they have another movie starring her next, and. They've always hinted that it would have to deal with her past. They never said specifically where the movie would take place, but they've always hinted it would deal with her past. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's probably when they didn't even know what the fucking script was, honestly, right? When they were just guessing. Like, they were, like, had, a, like, a log line. They're like, this is all the movie is, is a log line at that point. That's all they knew it was going to be. Because they did that red herring of putting it after Endgame so you thought the character wasn't going to die in Endgame, it doesn't get put in the right spot sequential order, right? Because sequential, so the sequential order of this film is right before Endgame, right? Like, right before Endgame. Like, it shouldn't have been Captain Marvel. It it, it literally should have been Black Widow. Sure, you could have had Captain Marvel still should come not, out. You should have just not made Captain Marvel. Sure, right? And have her just introduced in Endgame. That could have worked, too. But, like... No, or never. Or not. Or, or write her out of it, right? Or just not cast Brie Larson. Or just not cast Brie Larson, right? Charlize Theron would be an amazing Captain Marvel, no matter what. But yeah, um, I don't like Brie Larson as, 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 Cap, as Captain Marvel. I don't like Brie Larson as a person. I like Scarlet as a person. I like Scar. I like Black Widow as a character more or less. But I did not. I cared about her le- less in this movie than I cared about her in any movie in which she's right because it's anti. It's it's anticlimactic because they put it after Endgame, as, as we we're saying. And so yes. if they sure, if they put yeah. it before Endgame, it would be the classic thing, like in Lost and Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and all all of like all of that really high profile television. They've done it over and over again. I'm sure it's on Sons of Anarchy. I've never seen it. I'm sure it's on. Uh, whatever that fucking Timothy Oliphant movie or show is with uh, Walton Goggins, right? Um, Justified. You, you see these characters... What, justified, yes. What um, what you see is these characters that are going to die those episodes. They die at the end of the episode, right? Or they're going to die in the next week's episode. They get an episode for themselves to set up their arc so the audience cares for the character that's about to die. Yes, we've known this character for two seasons, one season, three seasons, five episodes, whatever. But you set up this episode... 
to be their death episode and you have their arc play out so you care about this character. We just saw this character die and then yeah. we find this arc play out and this arc has nothing really to do with anything important about her life that we as an audience want to see. I wanted to see okay. Scarlett Johansson in Budapest with Hawkeye. Okay, you're just feeding yourself. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And like Magic, it's a major problem. I, I, let's let's move on to the next thing. But no, hang on. I wanted to see. I, okay, I'm sorry, but I do. I did want to see the Budapest scene that when she's in the Avengers and she goes, you know, like. This reminds me of Budapest and Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is all like, we have different versions of Budapest. I kind of wanted to see that moment. You get it described. You get it described instead. Yeah, you get it, and you get it pointed out by being like, what are those bullet holes in the wall? Those are arrow holes. Like, oh, because they had to fight that it out. That was another problem is that this movie needed to have J Jeremy Renner or, or Chris Evans or somebody appearing. Dude, it needed Jeremy Renner at least visually because they had his voice in it and they had a photo of him at the end, but they needed him like on set, like actually acting. Or they needed Sharon Carter because she might have matched up around that time because she all of a sudden disappears in the same time period that Black Widow disappears in Civil War. Because remember, Black Widow takes place in between Act 3 and the epilogue of Civil War. Literally, when she walks away from Tony and Tony's all like, you got a target on your back now. That's when Black Widow starts, and Black Widow ends when she goes to save the people from the raft with Steve Rogers. So Sharon Carter doesn't ever get an answer where she goes after she steals the shield and the Falcon's uh, backpack and wings from um, uh, the CIA or whatever it was uh, in Germany. When she steals them for them so they can go to the airport and do the whole airport battle, we never find out what happens to her. We kind of hear about what happens to her in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It would have been nice to maybe see some of Sharon yeah. Carter in this moment, too. I agree with you. Hawkeye also. But here's the other thing. Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War and Winter Soldier, Black Widow's character clearly knows who the Winter Soldier is and has dealt with him in the past based on references that she says. This movie needed those moments. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I can't say it too. I, I I have the same opinion. I just wanted to say it as well. No, 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 no. It's fine. No, you it's said fine. it, so I shouldn't say it. No, 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 not at all. Um. So yeah, but uh, moving on to the new Black Widow, Yelena Belova. Felk, did you like Florence Pugh's Black Widow in the sense that she is, for all intents and purposes, moving forward, she's the Black Widow in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you like her portrayal? I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. No, I like Flo Pugh in general. Uh, I think she's hot she's got kind of a fat face but that's kind of part of the appeal she's real she feels like girl next door kind of thing uh the best parts of her was when she did the scarlett johansson head twirl thing after after landing that was kind of hot the, 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 i didn't like it and that worried me because i'm like no i want you gotta keep doing that honey if you're gonna be black widow that's part of the deal and i think, feel like that was their way of saying like here's what it looks like when i do it but i'm never gonna do it again in any other performance uh, Maybe not. I want to see not. her ass shots. I want to see her sexualized the way ScarJo was. And I don't think I'm going to get it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I like Flo Pew. She was probably the highlight of the movie. Uh, she does a Russian accent convincingly, something Scarlett Johansson could not do. Uh, so they never made her try. Yeah, and it's very few times in this movie where they have her do a Russian accent as well. Um, Yelena has some weird things because like, when you first introduced to her, right, she's, like, fully in this mission to stop this person. She's, you know, she actually, like, chases them down until they get hit by a car, and then she comes out of the screen door and, like, stabs them. And, like, I'm watching this moment, and she gets eventually cured from the mind control. 
And when she gets cured from the mind control, she's literally like shocked. Like she's like, she's like, what, what, what's going on? Where am I? Oh my God, this is the person I know. I know you, lady. And like you know, it's like she's like, what, what, what's going on? But then later. In, in Budapest or Budapest right I love that by the way I love that they make fun of Scarlett Johansson even more because she says Budapest in the Avengers and so they have to they have to say it right in this movie so she corrects you know the character of Mason to be able to it, it, kind of a meta correction to herself which is a little you know mm -hmm. wonderful way to show that today we care more about how country said than we did in 2012 um, but anyways Yelena like doesn't realize she's mind controlled but other widows in Budapest that are being like, you know, chasing Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh and they jump on that smokestack and she then falls all the way to her like death, quote unquote, right? And she's mortally injured. There's a point where she's like, he's making me do this. And it's like, wait a second. Are you aware in the moment of what's going on when you're mind controlled and you're just like what Bucky's mind controlled, right? Where Bucky knew what he was doing. He remembers all the deaths, as he said in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or is it more like what Yelena goes through where she didn't even know. It was like she was in a black fog, kind of like Indy in Temple of Doom. It doesn't make sense. The mind control doesn't follow the same narrative. Yelena's mind control is not the same mind control that the rest of the Black Widows go through. Did you notice that? I didn't like the uh, part where she becomes unmind controlled in general because it didn't it didn't make sense. like if she was she was snapped out of it, but the, and she recognizes the other Black Widow. It's like well, why would she even recognize that person if she's getting rid of all the mind control? How long has she been mind controlled? The mind control thing is uh, not fleshed out right. It's not consistent. You're correct, and it uh, it's more that like. Uh, MCU is a window into the morality that Disney and thus China wishes to push. And if so, they seem to be pushing a narrative that what you do under mind control, you are not morally responsible for. And perhaps what you do as a scientist that you were ordered to do, like make this virus more powerful, mm -hmm. you're not responsible for it. The person who ordered you maybe is responsible for it, but he's dead anyways. Who cares? And you know, or maybe he's in a camp now or whatever. So like, no, you really dead. have no one you can blame. So it's really more about acceptance. That's what Winter's or not Winter's, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was all about, right? Bucky has to learn to accept the things he did and make peace with it. Just like we all just have to make peace with the fact that like Disney probably ordered Wuhan to release the fucking virus because they wanted to push Disney <laughs> Plus. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. Disney's got that much control. It'd be so crazy. Um, I, I, it's not I, that I crazy. Did, I, That's the scary part. It's, I guess it really isn't that far of a leap. Um, I, I, di I do like Yelena Belova's Black Widow more than I like Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of the actual character of Black Widow. Uh, even though Yelena is a real character in the comics she, uh, and she goes by Black Widow in the comics and she's more of a villain in the comics, actually. She's a little bit more villainous. Um, that's why that maybe her ties at the end of this uh, during the uh, post-credits. Yeah, she's going to do villain shit for like one Disney Plus show and then she'll be a hero. That's right. That's right. And then she'll be good again. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like there's like there there might be building a Dark Avengers. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But um, okay. I, 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 I was curious, though, in the very beginning, Felk, so speaking of uh, – so Yelena, I, I mean, like, I really like that, like, you, as you said, she did a better job of Russian accents in this film, uh, and she's uh, – Flopu's a better Scar actor Joe's than ScarJo, I think, just in general. For, yeah, Flopu, yeah, for sure. But, like, what's weird to me is that, like, this movie has so many characters in Russia 
speaking broken English rather than Russian. Like, in fact, the prison sequence, it's all broken English with the prisoners, except the guards speak Russian. And then when this whole Russian family, like the, you know, the father, the mother, the, the daughters, um, when they're older and they're all in Molina's home, right, with mm -hmm. the pigs, and they're all sitting around the table, they're speaking English, broken English to each other. And it's like, wh why the fuck would you not be speaking Russian? And then when you go to the Red Room and everyone's speaking English in there, and you're like, this is a Russian general, Drakov. Why are they fucking speaking English? And we've talked about this before. What were we, we were talking about? We, they, like, it was, um, they screwed up. Oh, Aquaman, right? Where, where they, like, they, they're, for the context of the film, they're speaking aqua language, which is non like Non-diegetic non dialogue is the, is the, is the term. Right. We don't get this in this movie. What we get everyone is speaks English in Schindler's List. Like everyone speaks English in Schindler's List. Most of them with German accents. But this movie, we have Russian speaking Russian and Russian speaking English in the same scene. I don't think, unlike a movie like Schindler's List, where they, they do that for the ease of the audience, and also Spielberg specifically did not want it to be in subtitles because he thought that that would uh, provide a barrier for the viewers when he wanted them to experience it more directly. I think no thought like that went into Black Widow. It's just like, well, the movie's released in, in, in English primarily, so they all speak English with broken Russian accents because people are stupid, who cares? Uh, I mean, half, half, the wor half the people who are going to see this movie are going to see it dubbed in Chinese anyways. Are they going to be speaking... Chinese in broken Russian accents? Probably. The people who dub it over? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what what was that going to be? That's that that is all. Well, the person who dubs Scarjo speak in an American accent while the person who dubs Flopew speak in a Russian accent doing Chinese Mandarin? I yeah, guess I, I, I would probably assume that's what it is. That's oh. so weird thinking, right? It's so that's so layered. Um they think I, about I, that when they make these decisions, though, whether or not this scene will be subtitled or not. I understand why they did English, but they, sh they shouldn't have had Russian guards speaking Russian and then having Russian prisoners speaking English. Like, that one scene, it just felt disconnected. And, and speaking of, 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 of the character of Alexei, I guess, Shostakova or whatever, David Harbour's Red Guardian, mm -hmm. he's part of the Winter Guard in the comics. He's, he's not a big fat guy with a beard in the comics, at least the ones I've read, like the Red Hole comics. Um, he's much more Captain America looking. Yeah. And, and they have drawn. other uh, people in the Winter Guard. They have Crimson Dynamo, Ursa Major, Darkstar is a mutant, but like Melina kind of fills that role, even though she's technically also a character. Uh, uh, Rachel Weiss's character is Melina Vostokov or whatever. They, mer they merge Maiden. characters for the MCU sometimes. They have. So, like, for instance, Mickey Rourke played uh, <laughs> Ivan Venko, right? His dad was Anton Venko. Anton Venko is is Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash is also Crimson uh, or is Anton Vanko but they're different Anton Vankos or whatever in the comics the Anton Vanko that's Crimson Dynamo Mickey Rourke Dynamo, would have been a good cameo to have in this I mean I guess he'd that, be yes. dead but. Crimson well he, yes he'd probably be, uh, be dead and on top of that Mickey Rourke will never come back to Marvel but um no uh, Anton Vanko also uh, beca who became Crimson Dynamo was also went by the name of Ivan Vanko mm -hmm. so that's Mickey Rourke's character from Iron Man 2 so you have Crimson Dynamo kind of in the MCU right Ursa Major was played in this film Black Widow by Olivier Richters he's just he's the giant guy that he calls Ursa that he breaks his arm in in the prison uh, sequence he actually breaks his arm arm wrestling uh, uh, the Red Guardian does yeah, everybody's a character in the comics so Ursa Major is a guy that be is, becomes a giant bear right Ur Ursa Major like the constellation and it's a giant brown fucking bear and it's like a Hulk, right, kind of thing. It's the Russian Hulk, essentially, but it's a bear. 
and he's in this movie. He is a mutant in the comics. He is confirmed by the actor to be Ursa Major. That means this is the first mutant in the MCU, if you don't count Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I do, though. Uh, I, I, I feel like they're, they're going to retcon that. Uh, if they didn't already, uh, the idea that she had something in her that was already there before... They they the, it's it's slightly hinted at, at yeah. the end of Winter Soldier, but it's really hit on the nose. They're gonna in, they're uh, they're gonna retcon WandaVision. mutants in. It's not gonna be like this is the first mutant to exist. It's gonna be mutants have existed for a long time. So sure, right? But Ursa Major is a very well known mutant. It's not like kind of like a, a confusion behind it. Now, was this guy actually Ursa Major that turns into a bear? Well, Alexi does joke and he calls him the little bear or something like that after he breaks his arm. There, there, there'll be a, this is, here's our Charles Xavier or something. When that happens, that's when, that's what to get excited over. You're never going to get a real Winter Guard movie or a Winter Guard Disney Plus show. If anything, it's like the, how like the, uh, the past Better Spider-Man not. films have always done a reference to Sinister Six by having roughly six villains in there, even though some are like super small characters. And they're like, but there's six of them. I think this is the closest thing we're ever going to have to a Winter Guard. You know what I mean? Like, I hope we don't do any more Russian shit, honestly. They they well, there's rumors that like they want to do a Red Guardian show on Disney Plus. I don't know how true that is. It's probably not like that true. I think it's maybe more. I, David Harbour is an avowed socialist, so I don't like him or want him to get work. Um, he also might be coach, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's so um, Melina, character played by still Rachel Vice, still as far as we know, he didn't go anywhere. Did you, by the way, did you like David Harbour in this film? <clears throat> did you think it's funny? I don't like David Harbour as a person, so I don't really like seeing him on screen. Uh, my dislike for him as a human being kind of outweighs um, any any performance he could give at this point. His he's like the was... male Brie Larson almost. Oh my god! Wow, I didn't know that. Um, oh, you should see the things it... he said on, on on Twitter. I should be dead right now, probably because of pull some up, pull some up while I'm talking about him. Then that'd be nice. I like to, if you can, if you want. Um, he, he had a lot of cussing in this. A lot of people were were cussing, like I said, but he did a lot. This might be the most cussing in any Marvel film. I did like his uh, introduction in the beginning and the prologue that takes place in like 1995, right? Like I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was pretty well handled. I like how he introduces like he's a superhuman or a super soldier. How he just lifts that chunk of debris to get it away, you know away from in front of the plane so they can fly the plane. I thought that was cool. Um, I I thought he was trying too hard for laughs, honestly. And it didn't hit as well as I, as I thought they were, you know, I, or I guess I, as, as I was being told that he was, because like everyone was like, "Wow, Red Guardian is the real highlight of the film." Him and Flo Pew, essentially. I agree with the Flo Pew part for sure, um, but I didn't find him to be as as big of a a catch in this movie as uh, a lot of other people are saying he is. And I, apparently, you just hate him. Yeah. Uh, I, All right, I, I, um, don't, but, I don't like him on, on uh, well, I mean, as a person, I don't, but I never th- thought he was that good of an actor on Stranger Things. Everybody lost him for his, his shit for that's where That's where his fame rose, obviously, a Stranger I Things. I like him in the first season of Stranger Things. I do not like him or many of the other characters in that, in that and actors in that show after season one. Season two, honestly, I think is a huge dip in, in quality and acting as well as in script writing and directing. And I think season three is even a bigger dip, to be honest. But, you know, it's free, quote-unquote, on Netflix. Um, Melina, played by Rachel Weisz, 
I thought Rachel Vice was kind of like also one of the like oh you know what saddest ends of the whole movie. Like I didn't really like, I, I was kind of like, on, what's look, going on with Rachel Vice? Right. She doesn't feel right to me. Did she feel right to you? She wasn't like hot anymore or something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> take your breath. Uh, David Harbor, where we were talking about him. Um, you know what? But what movie that made me dislike him as an actor from the beginning is is his performance in Quantum of Solace. Uh, every I mean everything's wrong in Quantum of Solace in terms of editing and filmmaking. All the performances are, for the most part, I think, pretty good across the board. He plays the other CIA agent who's with Jeffrey Wright. Who He plays it like he's, like, stoned or, like, on Ambien or something. He's like, that's a Secret Service agent, James Bond. Like, we can deal with him. It's like, it was a really weird and off-putting performance. And when I watch Stranger Things, I'm like, where have I seen this guy in? Like, yeah, he just seems, his, his personality seems off. Like, he's not... Yeah. Fully, he still looks like he's, he looks like he's on drugs when he's not playing a character who's on drugs. And yeah, the the broken Russian accent and stuff. Yeah, sorry, I don't have anything to say about David Harbor. I know you said you weren't as into him as other people, but uh, I, I I just I just I'm firmly anti Harbor. Isn't Jay Bowman like super into Harbor? Yes, he's like a fanboy for him. He tweets at him all the time. RLM, if I'm referring to. Um, so yeah, Melina. I didn't. I thought Rachel Vice looked a little odd. I couldn't tell if there was like. She had plastic surgery or if there was all this digital makeup on her, I, especially in the opening prologue in 1995. Like I, when you first see her in the backyard, you're kind of I was kind of like, what's going on? She's like, oh, it feels soft, like Vaseline on the lens. Um, and then later you see her in the movie and it felt like a couple facelifts and stuff like that. I didn't know. But, oh, did you notice that? Did she look good to you? What do you I don't think, think they, they physically do facelifts. I think they just do a little like the, officially they'll de-age, you know, characters when you can't hide it like Carrie Fisher but uh, I think when even when they just put any older than 40 actress on, on screen they uh, they give her a little they give her a little brush. digital digital face facelifting I mean they probably did it just for ScarJo she's gotta be like 38 no know? cause ScarJo had pores like that was the thing ScarJo had pores Florence Pugh had pores well they didn't have to do as much of it uh, Rachel Weisz didn't feel like she had pores they had to do a lot more of it probably apparently well she plays Iron Maiden in the comics Mm-hmm. Um and uh and, and in this movie there's a little reference to that her masks are actually hanging in her armory uh when the door opens up her little secret like little panic room little Easter egg. yeah a little Easter egg there um well she was working for Drakeoff <gasps> Ray Winstone playing a Russian general with a slightly British accent that you think is Harvey Weinstein and I was like little Jeffrey Epstein You're both, we're, seems... we're probably both right um, I think we're both right the, dude the, by the way Bill Clinton along with other people yeah. was in the opening uh, opening uh, credits with uh, Drakeoff and I was no, like yeah. that's just like too weird that's too weird <laughs> yeah you know now that you mentioned that 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 does strengthen well no because Clinton also has photos with him and, Ups, and, and uh, Weinstein too and Epstein yep. god damn man this this is the closest they've gotten to being like they're laughing like yeah these fucking horrible people are in the industry none of them work at disney i mean uh, yet officially or disney knows how to fucking like you know keep their own quiet well they they managed to get what five parts of the caribbean movies out of johnny depp although johnny depp might be completely innocent as we now are finding and he was the victim 
that's always been the case. It just keeps she keeps getting the uh, the media's uh, ear for a moment, and they go, guess, oh, "What? What? Amber? What? Amber? What'd you say again?" I guess they had John Lasseter. They haven't had many Me Too's. You know what? Okay, I don't remember if you know this uh, or if you remember this. Okay, uh, name redacted the place you you and I used to work at a long time ago. Yeah. Um, a a, a woman from Disney uh, was hired, and we had a whole conversation in the uh, break room. Um, where it was discussing, like, you know, this is the, cleaning this up is after the, This is the lesbian? No, 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 no. She wasn't. No. I, I don't think I don't think she was. Anyways, this is a this is a conversation that was about in the break room about essentially like doing your dishes, getting shit in the dishwasher. And the the big the big boss boy, who's actually very tiny, um, he he was there yelling at everybody, right? I don't, and he brought I, I honestly, the I don't, woman. I don't, who are you talking about? The big boss boy who's a little tiny man? Yeah, I know who that is. No, who's, okay. the, who's the woman? He brought in this girl. You maybe don't know her. She was working a collegiate nationals type shit for a bit, okay? So anyways, so she came from Disney, and he he's like, he's like tell them, meaning us, right, all the all the employees of the company, tell them what you about what happens at Disney. And, and, and so we knew how good we had it, you know what I mean? So we don't lose by not, like, cleaning up after our shit. Because yeah. I never ate anything. But a lot of people didn't, like, wash their dishes or put them in the dishwasher. It was fucking horrible. Anyways, so she comes out, and she's like, at Disney, you weren't even allowed to have silverware there. You had to bring your own silverware to work because they didn't wash it, and they didn't provide it because they didn't expect people to do anything and they didn't expect people to, you know, clean their own dishes and whatnot. You couldn't bring, you know, you couldn't have plates. You'd have to bring your own plate. Like, it was all these things, like, at Disney, you better you better do this or or you would, you know, it was, like, all this fear-mongering utilizing Disney. And I remember being like, what the fuck is going I'd on? I'd still rather have worked for Disney than where we work, so I don't know I what agree. the point was. I agree I because I would have taken was. that fear mongering for an incredible fucking you know Disney uh, uh, background in animation or something like that. I've largely Anyways, forgotten. Anyways, Ray that Winstone, time. did you like Ray Winstone? I like Ray Winstone in general. Uh, he was wasted in this, uh, and uh, the they they hit the metaphor a little too hard, and it works regardless of if it's Weinstein or Epstein. But like when he straight up says, "Like I used I use the only resource the world has too much of." Girls and it's like girls. What? What is that? That's like too much? Yeah. How do we it have too really much? It didn't really make sense. It didn't really make sense, but it was it was powerful. I liked that moment. But there's things around that moment that are weird. So earlier, Melina says like in the house tells uh, 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 Rachel Vice's character tells uh, Nat um, Scarjo that like she was picked for her genetic pot- potential, and and then uh, Ray Winston I think says something later too when he's talking about you know girls and all that stuff like you know. Uh, that you know, they look for a particular genetic potential or whatever the fuck it was it something like that. I can't remember exactly what it said. But was I thought it was genetic potential. Yeah, yeah. Was the words that were used. Yes. Anyway, so which is eugenics, uh, but also which maybe is, is, which is eugenics, but it's also maybe what confirming that eugenics is it works kind of. So felt they're using eugenics today. It's called CRISPR. Yeah. Well, and who knows what else they're doing? I mean, it's not just. Dude, but you do know. Do you know about CRISPR's CRISPR? Is, Chris, a, yeah, CRISPR's is more genetic engineering than it is eugenics, dude. Uh, it, okay, I want my kids stronger, smarter, blonder, with more blue eyes. Uh, that sounds like eugenics a little bit to me. Well, yeah, but it's 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 using a different method. It's using genetic engineering as opposed to selective breeding. It doesn't matter what you do. No, it's still if, eugenics, if, and it's still if bad. If you take a bullet out of a clip and you drive it into someone's eye and they die, or you shoot them with the gun, you're still killing them. Yeah, with no, the it's bullet. still eugenics. It's still eugenics. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a different. 
we now have a different way of doing it. No, I'm not. Well, the re- CRISPR's well, bad. Well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, and, and, Everyone's going crazy online because they're like, genetic potential. Oh, my God. Does that mean that Nat might have been a mutant and that's and all these black widows could have like a little bit of mutant DNA? And I think that is like vastly wrong. I'm, I'm like, I just want to be clear. I don't think that's what genetic potential means at all, that they're mutants. I think genetic potential simply means they're good at being smart, beautiful, and athletic. I think that's what they're referring to. Yeah. Not not that they're that's mutants. You're 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 really excited about the the mutant thing. I I, I again I don't. Hey, think... no, I'm saying I don't think it's mutants. I'm telling people in the audience that may believe that that may be people. This dude, a lot of people online are like, oh, is Black Widow a mutant? Like literally, that's a big thing now. I was not aware of this. I I I I think the mutant thing will have to either will have to be an overt like. Someone, they, have, they better say, like, mutant and, and make it clear, like, this person's a mutant. It better be a mutant I, 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 I know. I want to, like, this is Magneto. He is a mutant. Like, then No, it's going to be X. There. It's going to be Professor X for fine, sure. Fine, that's fine. But it, it, It'll it, be Xavier. Yeah, if, if the uh, the first mutant in the MCU is, like, officially that guy with, who got his arm broken or some shit like that. Ursa Major? Yeah, yeah. It, just, just, like, officially Spider-Man's first appearance as the kid who holds his hand up. Right, no, don't you fucking okay, retcon okay. mutants into this? You you bought all of Fox. Pick your mutant though. Pick your mutant. I'm picking Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's fine. I'm fine with Xavier. No, no, you pick one. Pick a different Magneto, one. Magneto then. Oh, I mean, those he... are the, the two most important ones. You can't do you can't do Wolverine because he's 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 too iconic and he's only been played by one actor as opposed to Magneto and Professor X who've already had two actors associated with them. Um, so. It's gonna be those two, or Shatterstar, or the, the Dazzler. Lone Star. Dazzler. Dazzler. Oh my God, Jubilee. That'd be great if it was Jubilee. Honestly, it I could be Jubilee. Be. That would be a nice homage to the uh, the pilot uh, X Men yeah, series so. from the nineties. Yeah. Um. What? Okay. So up in the red room when uh uh, uh you know Natasha's talking to Drakeoff. There's a there's a point where he puts a giant screen on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's projecting it, right? And it's showing like all the women and like all the places in the world and his plans and whatnot. And and like N- Natasha Scarlett Johansson is looking like directly in front of her, like a foot in front of her at a, like a really small portion of the screen. And its screen is huge. It's like 20, 25 feet tall by maybe 30 feet wide. And she's looking at this one little, like, one foot by one foot, like, you know, area of space on the screen. I'm like, wouldn't her head be, like, moving all around the screen because she's standing a foot away from the fucking screen? Like, wouldn't she be looking all around, like, at everything, not just focused on, like, the nothing that's in front of her? And then eventually they put, that's where they put yeah, the spatial the proportioning is what you're describing. And, and, and Dude, it's horrible. No, it's she's not just horrible anything. in that. It's horrible throughout when they get to the red room there was not a red well there was a one set maybe maybe the the harvey weinstein ray winstone main location was a set but they the, in general it's like here's a corridor all of a sudden they're outside it's different looking corridor it, like you you never knew like where people were or where spatial awareness is really For fucking sure. important in action directing and, well not and, just action directing but like even in, in like in just like setting just, up yeah just a, a scene a, a just scene. a dramatic scene yeah this this maybe maybe it was the fact that it, the director wasn't really qualified or maybe it was the fact that they just Disney just didn't care as much on this one uh, it just it felt 
off the entire time. There's a there's a scene where they um like near the end where Taskmaster, which we haven't really talked about much, we'll get into it maybe in a moment. But Taskmaster is fighting uh, Red Guardian and, and through the labs and whatnot, right? And then all of a sudden they roll through a lab, and then the next thing, Taskmaster is being pushed into and tricked into a prison cell. And then the camera pans and shows that just maybe 15 feet down the hallway is the lab and the prison cells right there. It's like, wait, earlier when they were breaking out of the prison cells, they had a whole conversation and like we had no idea that the lab was 15 feet down a giant hallway. It was so fucking awkward. It's like, where is this prison cell that's just 15 feet from the fucking laboratory? That makes no sense in setup. No, I'm like how I, you would set place. I, I, I looked down probably and she disappeared. I didn't. Characters just often appeared places. Yes, yes, that's for sure. Like there were times where I had a um when um, I did a second rewatch because uh, I had it on Disney Plus. How long um, do you get it for? I you have it indefinitely until it's until it becomes part of the Disney Plus. Oh, package. so it's almost buying it. Okay, I didn't yes, realize. I thought it was a forty-eight hour until, kind of thing. It's for like ninety days, and then ninety days usually later they'll put it on. That justifies the thirty dollars a little bit more. I thought it was a thirty dollar rental because I paid twenty dollars to rent uh, Songbird, and I only got it for forty eight hours. Right, exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, Disney Plus you get it a little longer, so that's not so bad. Um, so I rewatched it right, and I was like, there were points where like having watched, I'm like, wait, where did Taskmaster go? Okay, that's where. Wait, how did Taskmaster get? Pro okay, if you do drop your head down a little bit, or even to look at a family member like me, or like look at my wife and go, that was cool, and then look back at the screen, I might have missed something big in that last moment because it was just bouncing around, it was so kinetic, but it wasn't like kinetic in a clear thought out way. The direction it was, just was like, poorly directed. We're editing around this. The nose break I thought was was cool. Because it's actually referencing like uh, I think I think it's like the end of uh, Black Widow number six or whatever. There was a character that was like an assassin to go kill widows named like Vasili, and like he kicks fucking Black Widow in the nose, and he had like these pheromones or whatever, this perfume or some shit, right? Same idea that made it so you can't attack him when you're nearby. So she he kicks her in the nose, and then she's like, "Haha, now I can fucking kill you," and that's how she kills him, or whatever. So same thing here happens to Drakeoff. It's like, you know, he has got the pheromones. They can't do anything with it. That was fun that they referenced that. But it, it, and it was nice that she was able to take her agency on this. Like, she didn't get, you know, punched in the face and have to do it. She's like, you're actually weak. And this is going to, you know, I, you're so weak. You couldn't break my nose. I'll do it myself. I'll have to sever the nerve. It felt like it should have been a more powerful that moment. Was all, that was all dumb. It, it, it starts dumb because the idea that it's pheromones that prevent her from killing him. That's that was a dumb way. I feel like a a, a, a screenwriting mistake where like he's she's been programmed that she can't fucking kill him. And somebody said, wait, she wasn't mind she wasn't brain controlled. Right, yeah. She was mind washed. She was brain So that wouldn't make sense. Um, pheromones. Yeah, pheromones. Like, yeah, that doesn't work. And it's like, well, how was she? How was she gonna do it? Oh, she'll break her nose. You can still smell with a broken nose. I've had one. You can. So I don't really know what's going on there. She did it powerful enough to sever the nerve, but maybe it implies, I guess she just doesn't have the sense of smell up to when she died. She never smells anything in Infinity Ever War in game. So I don't, I don't, I, I, I guess that's not a continuity problem. Oh my God. So during Infinity War, like after the scenes we saw, everyone was like, wow, what, did you smell that when everyone turned to ash? It was like weird. It was gross smelling, right? And then Black Widow's like in the I background. I can't She's like, smell yeah, it. Yeah. I don't have periods Yeah, either. it was so gross. It was so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, she, doesn't, she, she, doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't have 
the uterus, and she doesn't have the sense of smell as of 2016, I guess. Yeah, when she dies, yeah, in 2016. So Taskmaster, oh my fucking god. I was like, Taskmaster is not played by Tony Masters. <gasps> it's a different person than Tony Drakeoff. Okay, Why the so fuck people... did they even get Olga Korolenko for this? I didn't understand. Like, she was a Bond girl. She has no dialogue, and she's you see her she face twice. She does nothing twice. in this movie, really. Okay, here's the thing. So... Um, as soon as, as, as you know, the movie's coming out, I'm thinking to myself, like everyone else is, Rick Mason's probably Taskmaster, and then you see uh-huh. Rick Mason early in the film, you realize he's not Taskmaster, probably. It's your best guess, because it's like, it's too, it's too familiar, right? So, then you see Taskmaster on the bridge attack Scarlett Johansson. In that moment, I looked at her and went, that's a woman in that suit that's not i told my, my wife they like, were clearly woman. doing the heads the bets have tits but also have not tits so that when we reveal it's a woman it won't be weird but also make it look like it's a, a man but when you see olga korolinko's head on the body it's like is there padding under there she's not that big like no there's lots of padding yeah so um the, the things that tipped me off was one there's a pose where uh, Taskmaster lands and, and it's a profile shot and the same shot uh, Natasha's already in a pose as well and they both do the same pose and when you see that pose I'm like oh my god Taskmaster's a, that's a woman's body when you see Taskmaster's the very first shot uh, speaking of thigh gap when you see Taskmaster's the very first shot it's like uh, she's watching the screen gaps. of Black Panther fight uh, Winter Soldier or maybe it's Hawkeye excuse me and um and and there's a thigh gap you know I was thinking to myself that's not a guy that's a woman but then it was confirmed on the bridge I'm like really truly like oh my god that's definitely a woman because that body shape for the pose it was very very feminine and then there's a walking shot where the camera's just above like eye level and it's like aimed down at Taskmaster's helmet and her neck looks so long in that shot and her body looks so like dainty in that shot you can tell it's a woman. Like, I was like, it's a fucking woman. So immediately, I'm not like, it's Tony Masters or giving any fuck about Tony Masters. So I start thinking like, okay, well, who is it? Is it Melina? Uh, my wife's like, it's probably Drakeoff's daughter. Well, she was right. But then to like turn off the movie, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I didn't care. The reveal was fine. It was whatever. It didn't matter. And, you know, and like, it was good they used to like utilize characters in the film instead of like having to like, you know, tie in characters in the film instead of having to bring in another random Marvel character. But everyone on the internet losing their shit that it's not Tony Masters. It's like get over yourself. Who the fuck? I don't read this part. This I don't. I read the part of the internet that's about Fauci. I don't know what this internet is. Anyways, Tony Masters. I'm not mad Masters about is... Tony Masters not being the fucking Taskmaster. I'm mad about. He's, he's I'm mad about the fact that we're probably going to be locked down again in Los Angeles. And, we and Tony probably Fauci are. Lied he mimics. He mimics your stuff. fighting skills right through like a photo. Uh, what do you call? Uh, uh, photo, not photorealistic. What is it? Uh, photographic memory, right? So he, like, he, that's his skill set. So he just mimics people based on a photographic memory. He's got a really good photographic memory. That's Tony Masters. And this it sounds it's like Taskmaster, down- which is something stupid from comic books where the name so, sounds like a thing. Yep, Do- yep his, exactly. His right. name just happens to be Doctor Otto Octavius. Yeah, what exactly. a coincidence. He just so happens to be Doctor Strange. Oh, that's um, not that so, one's not even that bad. It, but like Octo and and uh, you know all the uh, various other ones that have the name with the thing. I can't think of any slightly other. in there I'm already. Tired, but I can't really think of any off the head. But there's more than just. It's not just 
Doc Ock. There's there's in there. Otto Octavius. Uh, there's there's yes, other yeah, ones. There's more. Um, so Taskmaster mimics in this movie as well, uh, like Tony Masters would. Uh, it's a little bit more of a download process. It looks like as well as a, maybe like a photographic memory because uh, they it, just it show Taskmaster watching the videos. Taskmaster mimics Steve Shield style, Nat Scissor style, Wade Sword style. Clint's bow and arrow style, okay. T'Challa's claw style, and Bucky's knife style. I noticed that while watching all of them. I went through, I'm like, okay, so yeah, she does Captain America's shield, Black Widow's fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Deadpool's fucking sword. Like, you know, it made all sense in the end. So I kind of like that they were able to sneak in a bunch of characters in the MCU. Deadpool is now in the MCU officially. If you did not know that, he did it recently in yeah, a video. Korg. With Korg, and it wasn't that funny. Um, at the Ryan end Reynolds of the, paid at, for it, apparently. He did, yeah. So at the end of the, the Red Disney. Room's, uh, uh, you know, lifespan, it's destroyed in, in the sky, and it falls to the ground. By the way, hiding in the sky does not work nope. like that. You can't hide. The idea they're like, yeah, the Red Room's in the sky. It creates its own cloud cover. Like, it was fucking not viable at all. But what was hilarious is... The Taskmaster, like flying through, like the uh, you know the uh, the sky to find Natasha, and and the skydiving sequence at the very end, um, the big you know action set piece, was really cool. But just before that moment, when you had some characters in like a Quinjet or whatever the fuck it was, something like that, right? Uh, one of the uh, Red Room version of Quinjet. Uh, you have random Red Room guards falling to their deaths. And they're just like firing their guns. They have no, they have no parachutes on. They weren't prepared for this. No, the falling, falling ending their was ridiculous in general. And they're just shooting. They're like gunning people down while falling to their death. I'm like, that's that. Don't, I don't think anyone paid or working for a nation falling to their death is like. I'm still gonna shoot. So I guess moving on to someone we talked about a lot earlier. We we hinted at Rick Mason. Mason OT. Uh, I don't know how do you say his last name. How do you say his last name? Feng- Fengelberry. Is it Fang? There's no N there. Fangleberry. Is it? Is that it? Probably not. It? Probably not. It's weird. It's like uh, F. I'm reading Fangleberry and I'm reading Golfer. Son of Twinkle. Are you? <laughs> okay, wait. So Rick Mason, OT uh, something. Um, he's a gopher, not a golfer. He's a gopher. He goes for things, right? He's a private contractor. He, you ask him to get something, he'll get you something. Oh, that guy. Yeah, if you need him to go for something, he'll go for it. Yeah, I didn't like that um, guy. So he played the character Mason. By his confirmation, by uh, OT's confirmation, he's playing a character OT called Rick Mason. Okay? Now, in the movie, we call him Mason. He says it's Rick Mason. Rick Mason is an actual character in Marvel. Rick Mason is actually the son of Phineas Mason. Phineas Mason is the tinkerer. Felk. Do you remember that name, the Tinkerer? I do not. Well, earlier I was talking about the Sinister Six in Spider-Man and how Spider-Man films like to jokingly put in six different villains into a movie, even though some might be really low-end characters. Is he in Homecoming? Homecoming, one of the low-end characters is a fat guy with glasses that works on the bombs. He's the Tinkerer, Phineas Mason. Well, the, the, the ethnicities and ages don't line up for that. No, they don't. What's going on? Oh, my God, the Tinkerer is almost the same age as his son, it's wild. They didn't even so, know that when they picked that name. 
No, or maybe just go. Ballard, I'm just going to tell you this. You know more about these characters. Maybe you're researching them after the fact than the people who are writing these screenplays and picking the names. <laughs> do. The, the person who I, fucking I know, named I, the guy I, I who knew, his, I, no, the person who named the guy who got his arm broken was like, "Give me a name for this guy." Uh, the, Rick, whatever. And Ursa. Ursa. And they're like, yeah, that's good. Call him Ursa. And and, and then meanwhile, the internet and or Ballard is like, uh, oh, it's the first mutant. And they're like, they, they didn't fucking know. They didn't know. They're like, These shit. things are written we by thought he was Russian. <laughs> yeah. You ever, you ever see a, a thing where like they try to like quiz like Patrick Stewart about Star Trek and they're like, what are the what are the phasers? He's like, I don't know. They don't fucking know. Sarah Johansson doesn't know things about Black Widow. She probably doesn't even remember the movies. I remember, Paltrow didn't even know she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. I remember, I remember an interview with um with uh, Pierce Brosnan being like, which one was uh, where, where I was surfing? Which one did I surf in? And I'm like, I know that. You should Die fucking know that. Another day. So they don't fucking know and that's not just the actors that's also probably the screenwriters certainly this director who, you know who, who did fucking Smilf you know she didn't fucking know who Rick Wilson was I think they just Rick Mason Rick Mason was <laughs> Rick Wilson's a fucking senator um, they, they were uh, they were just like you know give us a name for somebody who goes and gets stuff and, and throw it in make sure the actor is ethnic of some kind but also have it be a vague ethnicity because that's hot these days so hot. Have him be, is he is he funny? Can we make him be funny? So hot. They tried to make him be funny. He really wasn't funny. No, he wasn't, and, and he didn't work at all. It did not work at all at all. People are like, apparently, it, and audiences like test audiences, they were like, wow, we really like the connections with Rick Mason and Natasha. Um, can we get more of that? So they actually like shot the ending and tacked onto that. Apparently, the ending where. Uh, Natasha bumps into Rick Mason and she gets the Quinjet. Apparently, that was added on because of test screenings. Uh, people wanted more Rick Mason. Well, fuck those people. You know what? Know what people did not want more of Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, played by William Hurt. He's the United States Secretary of State, and he's going on raids. He's also dying. It looks like in this movie. He's walking with the fucking cane. They say he had a triple bypass surgery. That was a joke they made in Infinity War, I think, as well. But is William Hurt dying or something? No, he had the bypass surgery before Civil War because he mentions it in Civil War. He okay, but he's like he's walking around in a cane in fucking Black Widow. Maybe William Hurt needs a cane, though. So is he dying or something? He looked horrible. Was it CGI? Were they trying to make him look sick and ill so they can set up the Red Hulk? I didn't or even notice like the. That? I didn't even notice the cane. Um, I think dude, William he's walking had... around with a cane the entire time in the beginning of the movie. Uh, I didn't notice, but it's yep. not set up, and the surgery happened before Civil War, because he mentions it in Civil War. That's right. Okay, so was, that, was it Infinity War? He was golfing. War? All I know is William Hurt looks incredibly old. He looked way worse in this film than he did in Infinity he's War. Old. Or, he's old. He's old. How old? I don't know. It looked like they tried to clean him up with some CGI. I, I don't know what's going 71. on. 71. Part, part of me thinks that maybe they're setting up Red Hulk. It's not that, that old. He's getting he's 71, sick and the they way. need to create Red Hulk, but I don't know. I don't know or care about Red Hulk. I do like William Hurt as an actor. Uh, he didn't really do anything exciting in this. Uh, Won an Oscar for uh, History of Violence. 
Deservedly. He's great in that. Um, he's, uh, and he's good as the villain in Incredible Hulk, but he kind of just is an exposition device since then and all his other appearances, this included. He is 71, 15 years younger than Joe Biden. Wow, okay. Um, well, so he's supposed to show up at the end of this movie. So at the very end of this film, yes. right, when, after the landing, after the Red Room crashes and Taskmaster is uh -huh. freed from the mind control with the cure and, and all the widows show up and they're like, we're here to actually be good people. And they're like, okay, so here, take this one little vial and go make more and go find your sisters and turn them all good. And then Natasha's standing there and you see the sirens coming. It's all that, you know, it's all Thunderbolts people. It's all Thunderbolts Ross's people coming. They're coming to get her. They're coming to get Natasha. And she looks at him and, and she's like scanning the battlefield and she's, you know, surveying it and what she's going to do. And then we go to black, right? And it's like, oh. And then it we feels come like back they forgot this film a scene. Well, they did film a scene. They filmed the scene showing what happened. So apparently they just didn't want to show it. So Nat apparently just. Let's herself get captured to save her family and so then the widows can escape. She literally just gets captured. She gets thrown in the back in an SUV. There's a little bit of a conversation with uh, Ross. Um, and because it was cut out, now everyone's all like online. is like, is this proof of a scroll theory? Is this mean that they might be doing Natasha's a scroll? It, it, it's like, it was, it felt no, sloppy. there's no way Natasha's a scroll in this series because there's no way the Soul Stone would have come to Clint's hand on Voromir if it wasn't the real Natasha that died. So that has there's no scroll. There's no scroll of Natasha. No, there's no scroll. I, 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 again, you keep asking me to respond to people on the internet who I've never heard of and don't and don't put any faith in. Uh, I love. I it. never. I didn't. I didn't think of scrolls once during this. I mean, yeah, I know that the last fucking Marvel movie had a, the big twist with one of the characters was a scroll the whole time. But I, 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 when I was watching this, I, I kept thinking this was like, you know, scrolls, space, wizards. None of that's in this. This is the espionage world. This is the spy world, which is why it kind of ruins the movie when they like, oh, the fucking fortress. It's a floating fortress in in the sky. It's like, yeah, I know so Winter dumb. Soldier had floating helicarriers and whatever but yeah but they weren't hiding in the sky they weren't hiding in the sky they hadn't been up there for 14 years or whatever however long this thing's been up there since since she thought she had blown it up and uh it just it it, it, it because this is you know even more ground more serious of subject or at least parallel which is kidnapping young girls and brainwashing them with you know epstein and weinstein ish I agree that Epstein is probably a factor, honestly. Um, it, it, it just it's for them to though, like yeah, Sky fucking Palace, that it, it, it came out of, out of nowhere. But I never was like thinking of mutants or scrolls or any of that stuff. Even though it does, you know, tie into the world. And yeah, maybe I'm a sponge in these moments, so I'm like just absorbing any little thing I hear. But there's things I miss and I catch on the second time, or things I did you think of later. scrolls. When you were watching it, or did you read on the internet scrolls later? Oh no, no, I, I when when I after I read online that there was a scene that was purposely deleted that showed what happened to Natasha after the uh, the events of the film or whatever. Um, I did think to myself like like you know like I was like oh there's no way that people are gonna like you know take this to scrolls and then of course they did they actually went there some people went there um i don't i and i just that's why i wanted to comment on it here mostly because i really don't think it, i don't think natasha's a scroll i think sharon carter's a scroll i don't think natasha's a fucking scroll it wouldn't work for the fucking soul stone and i think marvel's got a little bit more sense than that 
Um, so the end credit scene, the only other thing left in the movie, really, right, is uh, Yelena meeting Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine at Natasha's grave. Yeah. Um, and we find out that what's Yelena's my rule? Finished- what's my rule, Ballard? About you don't it, watch these. About about in credit scenes, correct? You don't watch them. The the credits rolled. You're I, out. I walk out, and then I. So you didn't see the scene? No, I watch. Well, I've seen enough of it. I watched uh, Mr. Sunday movies recap of it and explanation for it. So okay. I, I, and because it's Disney Plus, he just captured it and put basically the entire scene in his video. Did he really? Wow. So yeah, it's just it's just Florence Pugh pulls up Nick somewhere, Mason, gets out with her no, dog, it walks to a grave, and and then and then all of a sudden you hear sneezing. And sniffling, and and uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus pulls a great, you know, one-liner saying that she's allergic to the Midwest, and then um, which gives a nice, you know, shows her in a, a more villainous trait. It's a little bit more dark. Avengers anti-flyover state. She's an elitist. Right. Yes, it is. It's a it's very dark Avengery feeling with the way that Val um, is already talking to Yelena, and Yelena's already working with her. In fact, Yelena asks for a raise. That so that feels like okay. They've been working with some time. Having seen a Falcon the Winter Soldier, we know that uh, Val is also, you know, trying to recruit, um, you know, Captain, not Captain America, what do we call him, U.S. Agent. Uh, so, you know, the, it feels like she's got Black Widow, she's got U.S. Agent, maybe she's putting together a Dark Avengers. She's essentially a S.H.I.E.L.D. version uh, or an evil S.H.I.E.L.D. version of, um, of uh, Nick Fury, Hydra. Right? She's Hydra in the comic books. I know that from Mr. Sunday movies. So... So yeah, so it could be fun to you know that we're seeing like in you know a different team get put together, right? You're getting the Thunderbolts or whatever fucking put together. Um, so I right, think it's kind of cool. And, and, and what the abominations and and uh, Shang Chi. So so speaking of that, so in Sh- in Shang Chi uh, in the Legend of the Ten Rings, you have the abomination fighting Wong. Literally, he's fighting Wong, Doctor Strange's friend Wong, um, in that trailer. Uh, it's rumored that a widow, one of the free widows. Wait, what? Uh, Wong's from, in Shang Chi trailer? Yeah, Wong is fighting Abomination. That's Wong who's fighting him. Oh, I didn't notice that. I thought it was just Shang Chi or whatever. Yeah, Kevin Feige's actually confirmed that it is Wong in Abomination. Huh. So, but it's now rumored that a widow. It's heavily rumored that a widow will actually show up in Shang Chi in that same underground Fight Club sequence, so that you'll get like a widow fighting as well in there. Just a uh, random the ass. Chick, not though. Yelena, yeah. right? We're not talking Yelena. We're talking like a, I don't, I, a random. I don't like that. Like, there's there's the door balage. There's like random fucking black chicks. It's like we only know the one. We only know uh, uh, the one from Walking Dead. There's others, but like I'm not gonna care about any of the other Black Widows. I want Flo Pew, higher Flo Pew. Feel like yeah, I think the Black Widows is gonna be like a barely a reference. It might be just someone even like wrapping her hands or something like that, you know, like just getting tape on her hands before a fight, no, or or maybe just being like dragged out of a ring after getting their ass kicked or something. I'm not it's excited for concepts care doing cameos. Actors and actresses have to do cameos. That's what this not, movie was not, missing. Yeah, not not random types of characters. Yeah. It's it's got to be like this is this movie was missing. This is why when when it, when you got the 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 tink, son of the tinker uh, Rick Roll or whatever his name is Rick Ross Rick Mason Rick Mason uh, O T Fangleberry uh, it's like this needed to be a character we've seen. This needed to be Jeremy Renner fucking getting her her trailer or or, or hooking her up with a Quinjet at the end or something. Yes, it should have been or it should have been um, a Winter Soldier or John or fucking Favreau. Sharon Carter. John Favreau. Have him be like Sharon Carter would made sense too. Sharon Carter would be fine. Anyone, just some actor we've seen before or actress uh, we've seen before. When you get, get random OT Fangleberry, it's like doesn't make sense. No, it's just it feels cheap. 
that's why the Disney Plus thing comes in. Is it feels like, yeah, fucking CGI falling through the sky and the fucking helicarrier blowing up or whatever is like, I I I mean, forty people each making fifteen hundred a week. Do the math. What does that add up to? I don't want to do the math right now because I'm tired. But less than it costs to get Chris Evans for an hour, I bet. So yeah. it's like now that we've seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we know. On that top of do- that, you're not only having to like pay Chris Evans, but you also have to work with his schedule. Well, it's got to be pretty during COVID. It'd be pretty wide open, but um, no, no. But like these people are always busy. You know what I mean? Like they're well, agents sort of. Just I mean, busy. it depends on relationships. Again, let's bring Zach back. Zach probably just called up Jared Leto. Dude, can you come to this garage and, and act for 15 minutes? And Jared Leto's like, fine, no money involved. Friendly. Yeah, bored. Work, art, friends, making yep. stuff. Chris Evans, business, Reach money. Got it. Jeremy Renner, you gotta call, you gotta call his agent, you gotta call his agent's agent. You gotta call his agent's manager. You gotta look at the schedule. How long? 15 minutes? Where's his trailer? Does he get, he requires this many levels of his trailer. Trailer. I want a three story trailer parked up, ready for my 15 minutes. You know, I, you know, that, that all had to be factored in when they're like, okay, now you you sit in the chair backwards and you, you do a thing about patience. You know, you're on the clock, you cost money, but this joke's really gonna sell it. Uh, but you can CGI anything happening. So mm-hmm. just like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I mean, even Falcon and the Winter Soldier at least got fucking Don Cheadle for 15 minutes. He got an Emmy nomination for some reason for it too, for best supporting actor. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, maybe Jamie Renner or, or uh, Julius Dreyfus might get an Oscar nomination from fucking being in Black Widow. Well, I mean, they could have gotten Don Cheadle. They could have literally any character. Don Cheadle could have played that part. Hey, Natasha, I got you a Quinjet. It's like football or whatever it is no because don Cheadle would have been on the wrong side at that time it had to be people that are on cap side and that were not in prison eh. it could have been cap i mean it really could have been I yeah, mean, she needed to have the end credit scene being her hooking up with chris evans we never saw that scene how'd she, yeah how'd, it should have been rather than seeing florence pugh at chris, a grave and then by the way chris Val evans is too expensive Renner, get, yeah, get anthony mackie chris evans is too expensive how expensive is anthony mackie anthony no anthony mackie's in uh is in, in jail at that point so this takes place between that's what I said. This, is, this takes place between when, when when Tony Stark says, you have a target on your back, you got to get going, and then before Captain America break and Tony Stark is helping out Rhodey walk and, and, and Stan Lee comes in and he goes, I have a, a package for Tony Stank, and then he he, he talk, listens to the, you know, the, the voicemail or whatever. Uh, from Steve Rogers, and it's like I got to do these things, Tony. How do you know? How do you, yeah, I know what, what when you're saying. It's, it's literally from the beginning of Act Three all the way to the uh, the epilogue. This movie takes place in that time period. Where is that made before. clear in the movie? In in the movie itself, Black Widow, multiple times. Still- they say that the Avengers are literally on the run. Certain people are still in prison. At the very end of the film, she when she gets her blonde hair, she goes, "I gotta go save some people that are stuck in the in the raft right now. I gotta go break them out of the raft." She's literally gonna go meet up with Steve Rogers. Yeah, that's to go that, break that, him out of the raft. Yes, yeah. So like again, but like this whole movie takes place between in Civil War. When Tony Stark it doesn't says, imply you target on your back in that. Yeah, I, it, so it's, there needs to be a scene where she meets up with Chris Evans and like Absolutely. let's go to the fucking raft and, and and do this. It's it's missing something. 
So yeah. it, it, okay, because originally I was like, this movie needed Jeremy Renner, Sharon Carter, or or the Winter Soldier, and I wanted a movie that took place a lot l- earlier in her in the Black Widow's lifespan, right? And but if this movie takes place where it currently is taking place, where they did set the film right in 2016, it it is so neutered by not having Chris Evans in it. Yes. The only other and thing by I'll, the way, I don't know if you heard this earlier. Val calls Renner a kind of cutie. Do you think Jeremy Renner is a kind of cutie? Not anymore. Maybe in his youth. Yeah, I don't think he's a kind of cutie. I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. The movie you're asking for with Scarlet being trained is exists and it's rentable right now. And Jennifer Lawrence plays Scarlett Johansson, and it's called Red Sparrow, and it's not and it's very sexy. good. You've only seen oh. you've only seen her nude scenes, I'm guessing. Yes, I, wa- I watched the scene. entire movie in in in, uh, in, in theaters. Uh, it's, it's Francis Lawrence. It's not a bad movie. But it's Francis Lawrence. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Francis wow. Lawrence directed it. It, it. I mean, it's it's visually very cool looking, but it it is a uh, such a dry as a bone script. It's kind of boring i'll watch it for the francis lawrence part now especially i didn't know or realize it was him seriously just I don't ju- think- just watch it and imagine it's it's scarlet or rather this jennifer lawrence is playing her character because i mean it doesn't mm-hmm. line up perfectly obviously she, the the character was never in america doing the uh basically the americans tv show for for a while as a family oh by the way that bothered me uh, did they did they intentionally cast the boyish girl they could find to play young Scarlett Johansson? And also in the ni- 1995, if you were trying to hide out in America, you know what you wouldn't want to do is have your daughter have blue hair back when nobody had fucking blue hair. This, yeah, you you would. Sorry, sorry definitely... Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish was born in like 19. No, she wasn't even born in the 19s. She was born in like 20. 15 or something she's like five years old blue hair just became yep. popular no billy i was just probably born in uh, 2001 or something like people didn't we didn't normalize that kind of blue and black or blue and blonde hair back then that that would have stood out horribly you would never do that if you were trying to keep a low profile by the way just but interesting that was little, modern wokeness that was like what's this cast member of euphoria doing in fucking 1995 and why is she pl- apparently playing scarlett johansson's character even though she looks like she's trans yeah she didn't look like a young scarlett johansson because we kind of know what a young scarlett johansson looks like and by the way age of ultron did a good job of making her look young again they did her bangs which was a very common thing she did a lot as a, 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 in her younger roles um the, the yep. ohio interesting uh, Civil War also has um, a, a Russian hanging out in Ohio. Apparently, there is a large Russian population in Ohio. That's why the movie casts those characters in Ohio. The uh, Scar- Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow family. Who's the Russian and, in um, Ohio? And, and so, uh, uh, he's the, in the, Cleveland. The, it's the one that the um, Baron Zemo kills. He might. Well, I, mean, I mean, we're just assuming Russian. No, he's Russian. He's, he, he's the guy that that uh, trained oh, Winter yeah, Soldier because he was part of the actual Winter Soldier program. I mean, the problem yeah. is, is that like the Russian accent and the Sokovian accent are all basically the same they all speak english anyways and sokovia i guessing is just like bosnia probably it's somewhere in that little neck of the woods for sure i don't think i ever gave my my cool boys for black widow um i would give it three out of five it was a long time ago 
Uh, yeah. And sure. um, I don't. I don't think I did. I think I don't think you I, did. I don't remember. Yeah. So three out of five boys. I would give Black Widow three out of five boys. Um, it had some fun action. It is pretty mindless though. It is not the best movie. It is not the movie I wanted it to be. But I'm not gonna hate it on that. I, I agree with my daughter though. It is boring. I, here's what I, I agree say. with your my daughter too. Little... I, I think this is probably the most boring MCU movie in a long fucking time. It just. I think it might be. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, I can't really think of anything else that's boring, to be honest, other than maybe Ant-Man, honestly. I mean, at least then you had quirkiness and shit. I mean... The quirkiness didn't work for me in Ant-Man, but for me with Ant-Man, it was the the visuals, right? I guess. Is, I, uh, Doctor Strange maybe? It's dry. Boring? It's not just boring. I would say it's the most dry one in terms of not uh, having any... It, like the other, the best movies are the ones that just like Infinity War just like hits you. It's like a joke. It's fucking action, joke, character, action, character development. Great movie. This is just like stuff kind of happening. There's no mystery to intrigue you. There's no who's Taskmaster. There, or, or, Where's the red room? <laughs> fucking Rachel Weiss just tells her like there's no like hunt to find it or anything. She just goes to her mom's house and her mom's like it's I can just take you there, but we're gonna get kidnapped. And then when we're we get fake, kidnapped, gonna I'm gonna, gonna yeah, I'm gonna fake a kidnapping, fake it. and then after, but also not fake it. This is this is like, remember those, the, the the all those great scenes in Mission Impossible where like uh, another character would pull off his mask and it'd be Tom Cruise, yep. and then Tom, and then there'd be a flashback to Tom Cruise put, explaining what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna is put, put this mask, mask on. on, and yeah. you're gonna wear that mask. And it's like we know, we figured that out. This we movie, got it. How stupid do you think we, we are, Disney? This movie felt yeah, like, that was bad. This movie that felt was like, really bad. It, I mean, a lot of these movies, that, you know, like Infinity War, it doesn't explain things to you. It just like it expects you to remember everything. This one, in terms of like the other movies, this one's like we're not going to reference really any of the other movies. I guess we kind of are, and just just two, like Civil War and Infinity War, Infin and it, like. Not even Infinity War because that hasn't happened yet. I mean, no, her it. hairstyle at the end is totally. Yeah, different and, 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 oh, here, and we find out how she got her pockets. The origin of fucking her Scarjo's pockets. Yeah, her, 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 yeah, the origin of her uh, vest. The origin of the Quinjet. <laughs> it just felt like this was the movie that thought you were the stupidest, which uh, would, yeah, I would be okay with right. if it was the most like kid friendly movie. But it's not. It's the, like the least kid friendly movie. So. I don't. Here's the thing. We talked about Joker, right? And Joker, we watched Joker. Joker is not a kid-friendly like, movie. <laughs> no, Joker's not a kid-friendly movie. But we watched Joker, we were like, you know what would have made Joker better? If it wasn't Joker. What would have made Joker better? If it wasn't DC. If it wasn't if it wasn't literally bounded by the, the constraints of the DC universe. And, and, and Joker could have been a better movie if it could have been a little bit more focused in the conversation of mental illness, right? And, 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 and then you have this film, which is like – Almost a, a fun, like, spy film. Not an espionage film, right? Not like a Bond movie. It's definitely not a Bond movie. It should not be called that. I think it's horrible uh, misinformation to say this is like a Bond film. But, like, this is like a really shitty, like, Mission Impossible level film. Right? No, this because like Mission shitty... Impossible movies, the whole big selling point no, is look at all the is real like stunts. X. No, I'm saying that, like, what I'm trying to say is no, Felk. That's what I'm saying. It's a shitty version. Yeah, you're right. Triple X. This is, is like Triple X. Triple X is a shitty Mission Impossible film. And this is like Triple X, and it should be sold like Triple X. And if this was more like a Triple X, like a salt, if this was more like a salt movie, and, and they didn't try to be salt. like Black Widow, I think there might have been a better film in here. But I think what makes this film hard to watch at times is that it's trying to tie itself into Marvel, 
but then it does it so loosely with Rick Mason and and like these Russians that we don't even know care about and the red room in the fucking clouds. You're like in a Taskmaster that is only relevant to this film and not the Marvel universe as a whole. It's just a, it's like uh, whatever. And for me, honestly, the focus on Black uh, I I think the focus should have been on Black Widow's backstory. Like I said, instead of her back end. Hey oh, because seriously, lots of ass shots in this fucking movie. Scarjo was the there were there were, on this film. Yeah, when she's in civ- civilian clothes getting attacked by the Taskmaster, goes to her car, and there's like an overt Dude. ass shot, and I'm like. That's yes. interesting. It's, uh, when she gets in ass. the trailer, there's an ass shot of her walking out with her gun before she sees uh, OT on the bed. And, like, Show remember, if she's an EP, she's an executive producer on this film. She knows what she's doing, so she must know what we want. We want her ass shot. Yeah, but they hired a female director, which means it's okay because you're not seeing her ass through the male gaze. No, or a male lens. I mean, you, you, you are familiar with the video of Jon Favreau just looking down... Check it oh, to make yeah. sure it's good. He's doing it his job. Great. She's yep. she's showing off the costume for the first time. He is the director of the movie. He needs to look at her ass to see how it yep. looks in the costume. If there's a pinch or a sag, he's got to then go, okay, we got to fucking fix that. Fix that part to the costume designer. He's doing his job. Yet modern society sees that and goes, look at that pervert Gross. looking at him. He, he's sexualizing her. But this Kate, Definitely. whatever the fuck her name is, who directed this movie, she can just fucking grab that ass, jiggle it, look at it. Everybody's like, this is fine. Lovely. Female empowerment. She knows what she's doing. Not the male gaze. This is the female gaze. Maybe she's doing it for the male gaze. She knows what she's doing, but she's yeah. not a sexual predator herself because all men are sexual predators uh, because Captain Marvel made that clear to us <laughs> that we exist in a world in which bikers just try to rape women or or you know cut fucking navy or air force it's air force air force pilots you know, the biker just, like, just wants hey i don't smile. like women it's called the cockpit because i have to have a penis to be in here you know the biker wants her to smile and she steals his motorcycle because of it yeah which is worse than telling someone to smile theft grand theft auto or my Grand Theft Motorcycle. I wonder what that's actually called. GTM. It's auto. It's, it's right. Like it's a, auto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can steal mo- you can steal motorcycles in GTA. All right. So who's your fuck me? Let's wrap it up. Fuck you. I'm sw- I'm swapping. Right what? now, if I had to choose between the ScarJo and this movie, who would probably I don't, I don't know. She would. It would be like a really quick blowjob. Probably toothy. Just not really into it. Flo Pew? I think she'd be more fun. Yeah. She looked great in this. She looked really, really good in this. Um, If I, if I, ha- you know, had no other knowledge and had never seen any of them naked before, I would probably pick Flo Pew based on how she looked in this film. But I do know what they look like naked in other movies. Yeah. Rachel Weiss is in there, too, obviously. Yeah, but she like I said, something's off. Rachel wasn't looking that good. Olga Korolenko was hot in her day. She does not look good in this movie. She's scarred. She does not look good in this movie. Yeah, she's got scars all over her face. Second time she's um, been scarred because she has scars on her back in, in Quantum of Solace. Quit scarring Olga. Seen, I've seen all those women naked. True. Right? I've seen all four of those women naked in some film. Yeah. I still pick I still pick ScarJo over all of them. Oh, in their prime, ScarJo's the best. Today, Flopy is the best because she's the youngest, obviously. Flopu, her boobies are the small kind. Great though, Not beautiful looking. 
But but ScarJo's got a little bit nicer hands. She said what? Two kids, ScarJo? Probably breast. Oh yeah, that probably, vagina's prob- blown out. Probably, you gotta do anal pro- sex. Probably breastfed them both. Oh, the nipples are all long. Is that what you're worried about? Uh, I, I mean, uh, or her areoles? I, I, what, I've, what I've hooked up with women who've never had Saggy kids. Titties. I've hooked up with plenty of women. I have a pretty wide margin of observation in terms of women who have had one kid, two kids. I think the most probably would have been a woman. Yeah, who but had what, three what is it kids. that you don't like about it, though? The nipple damage is significant. <gasps> It can be. I mean, it depends on how toothy the kids are, you know, uh, how toothy the babies are. Uh, but I mean, I look, Flopu is fresh. Scarlet, so fresh. What do I have? Twenty thirteen. When was under the skin? Twenty twelve. We know it all looked good then. Twenty fourteen. When was under the skin? Was it twenty twelve? Really? During the Avengers, she did that same movie. Oh my god! No way. I'm looking it up. Under the skin. What year was that? All right. Well, let's 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 wrap I'm it done. up. I'm done. Okay, let's get let's get let's get a definitive when the last time we saw Scarlett Johansson naked was. Under the skin is 2013. See, I wasn't that far off. I said 2012, wow. 2013. If you ever wanted to know what she looked like underneath that Black Widow costume, reporter guy. Eight years, two kids, I believe. I may be wrong. I don't fucking follow Scarlett Johansson's life that well. Is she still married to Ryan Reynolds? No, 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 no. But he's uh, Ryan Reynolds is married to Blake Lively now. Oh yeah, who's Scarlett Johansson married to? Uh, Colin Yost, I think, or something, right? He's the yeah, guy that from Saturday Night Live. Guy from Saturday Night Live. Fucking is that right? Is it Colin Yost or I, something? That's, yeah, I think that is right with a Y. Colin Jost. It could be pronounced is it Jost. Yost or Jost. I don't know. Jo- I think it is with a J. Maybe it's pronounced it, Yost. It's a J, but is it pronounced Jost or Yost? I don't know. Does Siri want to tell you? Siri, no. I don't know. Alexa. I don't even know how to phrase this they question. <laughs> how do my, I pronounce Colin Jost? <laughs> say, who's Scarlett Johansson married to? Alexa. Who's Scarlett Johansson married to? Scarlett Johansson is married to Colin Yost. Colin Yost. Yeah, it looked a little, little Germanic. All right. Cool Boy Nation. Give us your boys for Black Window. By emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out on Fridays. Be sure to like and subscribe. The making an authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly support over 1,500 jobs and involved hundreds of thousands of work hours. Batman and Beyond, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. That's it. I forgot it just doesn't like say anything other than just where they are. Thank you for listening. Stay cool. What is that show? What is it? What is it? Pat Beyond. What is it? I don't know. Find it though. It's right in their SoundCloud feed. So a lot of throw aliens have been like, what is this? <laughs> why oh God, why is one of the characters in prison? Why are there characters? Uh, <laughs> Did he die? Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. And if you made it this far and you're a throw alien listener, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Congrats, too. Uh, we didn't talk about throw alien for a long time. Uh, until next time, and we probably won't ever again because it's over. Until next yep. time, it's Bizies from Felk. And that's Bizies from Ballard. <laughs> Ooh.
Tell that. God damn, homeboy. Get out of here. The whistles go woo. 